and gentlemen, neighbors to the north, great white uh, friends of mine, Tony Baker. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I got my uh, Tim Hortons. I got my Tim Bits here, uh, my coffee cup of Timmy's, and I'm ready to have just a, a Canadian three-way on a Zamboni. A Canadian three-way on a Zamboni. Tips, tips to that, folks. Make sure you don't get yourself cut when doing it, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, joining us on this three-way Zamboni ride, Mr. Sean Capri. Sean, how are you, sir? Buckle up on your Zambonis. We're going for a drive, everybody. It's a wild ride. I'm looking over at the twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dads, and I think Jesse's rolling in his grave, um, but still alive because he's just mad that we're we're doing this today but man good to see you man i can't believe this is happening glad it's working yes and the canadians have taken over beware right absolutely and for those of you that do not uh, subscribe to any of our pre-show let me tell you it has been a real struggle for me to figure some of these things out uh i mentioned earlier i had a, a newfound respect for jesse but i don't want to tell him that because that would you know give him a bit of a head about him so i don't want to do that at all uh but ladies and gentlemen i am excited to be here as we mentioned there is no no other dad. Like, if you're like, hey, where are the grown-ups? Eh, nope, they're not here. They're not here. It's just myself, Tony, and Sean. But but we're excited to be here. We're excited to break down everything. And uh, and before we get started, I do want to say, of course, uh, hey, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey. Hey, to yeah. you Americans. Hey. Hey, you know what? Good for you. Good for you for having it on the wrong day. Hmm? Hmm? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your life? I disagree. What they did, they, they've done it right? We did it wrong. Okay, you've got it. You've October got it. Doesn't make any sense. You've got to talk to me about this because I believe you are fully wrong on this. How how are they doing it right? I don't think so. Because this makes sense that it's a like it kicks off the Christmas season, the holiday season. It's it like this is official. Like ours is just a random date. Why why not is why not in September? Like why not why October? Why not September then? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, ours is related. And I love Canada. Trust me. Uh, that's not what I've heard. That's not what I've heard at all. I've heard you are not a, a lover of the Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really? Okay, Tony, where do you land on this? Where should Thanksgiving be? Definitely October. Yeah. What? It's Halloween month. It's like right in the middle of Halloween. You're going to be eating at the end of the month anyways. Can't you just like hold on? gluttonous over here in Canada, except for the Timbits, mm-hmm. and then we, we then we have the Christmas feast. You know, you yeah. have a break in between. Yeah, I'm I'm a full believer in that break. I believe October is the right time for this. Right, the large. It's not break. a break though. How do you mean it's not a break? You get two months before you have to see your like your family again. It's a huge break. <laughs> That's the real reason. Yeah, I don't need to see there these people is. again yeah. for two weeks or for two months almost. Chris 94, NHL 94, October is the right time. Chris has spoken. So it is said. October is the right time. You guys are, no, no, I can't, I can't agree with this. Not even a little bit. I, I, I think you're dead wrong. Dead, dead wrong. Oh, man. Are you you guys are going to tell me that the CFL is better than the NFL too? (laughs) Whoa, whoa. All right. Sure. Look at, I mean. I mean, listen. Just kidding. It's is that bad? Four what? downs is bad? I, I don't know enough about football. I mean, four is more than three, right? So you have, more, me. you have more tries to do it, right? So, yeah. I mean, that kind of one that, four downs, what would you rather have? Yeah. I think I'd rather have four downs. Yeah. Well, there you go then, Sean. I mean, it's I don't, a metric system. 
I mean, you know, that is weird. Why isn't the CFL like you get 10 yards for a first down? Why don't why not 10 meters? Like, why not go full out? You know, Canadian that's football that's a league, that's you know? a good point. That's a good. I like yeah. that a lot, actually. That's I'm just a solid. picking this league apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have? OK, well, I'm going to ask this yeah. question. Like, do you have a favorite CFL team? Obviously, you're in Edmonton, right? So do you have to default to the they're not the Eskimos? They're the Elks now, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have to default at all. No, I made a choice. I mean, I went to one one back then it was the Eskimos game and it was just so sad. You know, they tried to entertain us. They tried to have like, you know, the cheerleaders on the side. It's mm-hmm. not very good. The, the entertainment on the field. Not, it was like it was like old timers night. Wow. It was like, you know, old timer radio. So like that in and of itself was just like, oh, golly. Mm. And not good. So I was like, this is my last CFL experience, I think. Yeah. That's it. I'm not going to I'm not going to live in a fantasy world. Do you, so. OK, so let me ask. I mean, now, sure. Look, if you are not Canadian, you're like, what is going on? Why are they just talking Canadian stuff? It's because we've taken over and we can do whatever we want. So we're going to have That's a real right. in-depth right. conversation. It's Grey Cup, though. Right. Sean, Sean, Grey Cup is coming up soon. Right. Where Grey we Cup have. Cool. OK, so you're you're OK with the Grey Cup. I think I'm okay with the championships just in general. Like whatever the sport is, yeah. like give me a lacrosse championship, give me a baseball, like World Series. I'm in for the World Series, but don't care about the rest of baseball. Okay. All but right. Grey Cup is hardcore, man. I'll give it to I'll give that to these guys. Like they decide to schedule this season in such a way that it culminates on like it, the coldest part of the year. Yeah. <laughs> always like it's always snowing like crazy. They just did a soccer game. In Edmonton, yeah. like a week or so ago, Mexico versus Canada. It's like the coldest day of the year. Those poor Mexicans like, didn't know what hit them. Didn't know what hit them. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, I love it. I, and Canada won, of course. Like, but, you know, no. I was actually kind of surprised what they were able to do with the snow. But this is that is a Canadian rite of passage is just like clearing snow out of whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. If it's on the street, you want to play some street hockey or at the rink or whatever. Like you got to know how to get that snow out of the way and just get to doing what you want to do. You know what I mean? I was talking to Kato the other day. She's like, it's 70 and hot here. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like we're all slipping and dying on like we had freezing rain this morning. Yeah. Got my winter. Very dangerous. Got my winter tires on the car yesterday. You know, sure. Look at that's what you do. Me too. Costco. Oh, really? Yeah, sure. Went to Cal Tire. Oh, look at that. Tires on from last year. So I was thinking ahead. Nice. That's what you do, right? You keep them on all year long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Last year. (laughs) Well, and I mean, I mean, and of course, like we've we've had, I mean, we've had we've had snow here at the begin at the end of May before, right? Like it just, I mean, you know, it just it just happens. Now you never know. You never know. Prepared. You gotta right. You gotta. Uh, Quick, raise the hand. Who has who has a snow shovel in the back of their car? All the time. No, don't really, gents. Come on. What do you mean in the back of the car? What are you doing in the back? Like just so like a portable snow, like a snow shovel, like a little one that you can unfold. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. No. I just lift the car up out of the ditch. Well, I mean, my arms. Well, I was going to say more than anything else. What I also do is do is bring a set of chains because I just grab one of the mooses that are running by and I just grab them. eh? And I just hook the car up to the moose. You just (laughs) lash lasso them. And the moose just pulls the car right out. eh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true Kato needs Kato needs some help on the tire situation wait you get new t- she says wait you you have to get new tires every year just go with it just go with it yes yes yeah, every brand year new, brand new tires in yeah. Canada mm-hmm. in Canada the roads are different actually mm-hmm. and it chews up throughout your uh, oh my gosh your tires throughout the rest horrible of the year. you actually need to replace them if you All, don't they just disintegrate yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Completely. but interestingly enough though and one of the great parts about Canada not well known you hear about our free health care free tires also 
right? Free tires. Uh, that is also part of our taxpayers' money. Free healthcare and free tires. Uh, so you just go down to the Costco or the uh, Cal Tire, whatever you want. You show your piece of uh, government-issued uh, Canadian ID. And then you do what they call the mm-hmm. maple syrup test. Uh, it's pretty simple. That's right. It is how many back <laughs> pieces of back bacon plus how many hockey sticks plus uh, how much maple syrup do you need today? The answer, all of it, all the time. You just say all of it. And that's what they do. They give you free tires. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see how long. Let's see if that works. She says, I hate <laughs> <In> it here. <laughs> I don't know if she's in America or in this Twitch chat. I'm not sure. <laughs> or or listening to the show, right? All of it. Yeah. Tony, you've got some Tim Hortons there, sir. I saw you brought it, right? A Canadian staple, gentlemen. A Canadian staple. Tim Hortons. Now, I'm going to ask. Timbits are good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Are, like, is that is that like a box you bought this morning? Or did you buy that fresh? Like, are there still Timbits in there? You know, it's a prop. I'm not going to lie to you, you son it's of a prop. I was I, I was like you're holding a little bit too. It's all empty. Yeah, I was like you're holding a little what bit too loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pro. All right. Well, speaking of Timbits, let me ask you this: What's your favorite type of Timbit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, my favorite type is I like the old fashioned myself. Ooh, big ooh. fan of that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just like bourbon. Like old... There you go. <laughs> just bourbon Timbits. <laughs> it's just donuts soaked <laughs> in bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the ones that um, I didn't ask you, Sean. Brazar no, had. Oh, son of a bitch. It wasn't, oh, done, wow. wasn't done with. <laughs> just say you just step in that spot. You weren't asked. I just, just think that you. maybe there was an Internet. <laughs> think there is maybe an Internet interruption. <laughs> OK, sorry. <laughs> Sean, what's your favorite type of Timbit? I'm no, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll wait till the show starts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Chocolate glazed is the best. It's objectively the correct answer. Chocolate glazed. Mm -hmm. That's the best one. I could have many of those in a row. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I came home. My son took them all out of the box. He took all the chocolate glazed and just shoved them in his mouth. And I was like, smart. That's smart. It makes me think of, to to my original point that Justin was so, didn't even know what to do with. Uh, The Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze, the the Ninja Turtles try to trick Token Razar with some donuts with the stuff that they put inside. And it always reminded me of Timbits. Mm. I remember seeing that and then going to, to um, going to Tim Hortons with the parents and thinking, maybe I should check inside this thing. Maybe somebody's trying to, <laughs> trying to trick me. Somebody's... Maybe there's some sort of poison in here. You were a very anxious little child, weren't you? <laughs> Look, I mean, we grew up at about the same time. I, I feel yeah. like there was once upon a time, you like, you had to check your Halloween candy. Oh, you yeah. had to, there was a time when, remember like the, the temporary tattoos, like that were, they were in everything. You would get them in like, uh, prizes with your cereal boxes and whatever. And w- somewhere in the newspaper, somebody said there were drugs in those things. And so we were never yeah. allowed to use them. Yeah. We could put them on our like, like stuffed animals or whatever. Uh, but we couldn't put them on our skin because there was a drug called ice. I seem to remember. Yeah. This might be a Canadian thing, a super Canadian drug. It sounds very Canadian, uh, but that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were like, I just hope it makes me we're better hockey player. Yeah. I put them all over my cabbage patch doll's <laughs> head because it was made out of plastic and a big had a lot of space on it. So I gave him face tattoos. <laughs> nice. Before it was trendy and cool, you gave face tattoos. <laughs> my cabbage patch doll's face tattoos. <laughs> Looked like Mike Tyson. Yeah, oh. before it was cool. I do was you, there first. Do you remember the? Like, do you remember the? Couldn't put them on my own skin. Do you remember the Popeye cigarettes? Do you remember those? 
The candies? Yeah. The candies, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if mm-hmm. those were just an, I don't know if those were a Canadian thing or American thing. I don't know for sure. But I remember the Popeye smokes, right? And so this, I mean, this is dating us how old we are, right? But I yeah. remember like you go in and, and so for those of you who don't know, these were literally like candies. They're chewable candies, but they looked like cigarettes. And you could actually like yeah. breathe them in and like breathe out and like a puff of like um candied dust would basically it was, like, it was like powdered sugar yeah it would basically come out of it and you'd be, you'd, you'd be pretending like you were smoking right you were you could buy these at a candy you could buy them at a candy shop i remember one day yep. i was uh, i think i was like eight or nine that's horrifying right like what were we thinking um we, i remember i had some friends uh <laughs> smoked a pack of Popeye cigarettes a day <laughs> 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 I remember I had a friend uh, living not too far from us and my mom gets home one day and she comes in the house and she looks a little, little frustrated, angry. And she's like, Justin, I don't want you hanging out with Clinton anymore. And mm, I was like, why Clinton. don't you want me hanging out with Clinton? Because I saw Clinton smoking recently, walking home smoking. And you're not going to hang out with someone who's smoking. That's not cool. And I was like, here is my naivety. Mom, that's just Popeye. That's just Popeye candy. <laughs> yeah. Guess who was wrong? This guy. This guy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Clinton was definitely, definitely, definitely enjoying some smokes. So, yeah. Where the heck did he get the cigarettes? cigarettes? Have you ever seen those ones? Which ones? Sorry, they're like actually wrapped. The chocolate cigarettes. Oh. And they're, they're, it's just like a piece of chocolate in a white wrapping. And you actually, like, it's like paper. So you can hold it like this. And it actually comes in a pack that looks like a pack of cigarettes. And then you're supposed to unwrap it and then eat the chocolate. But that looked even more like cigarettes than like Popeye cigarettes. They were tasty. Yeah. Good chocolate. Didn't they have like big giant cigar candies too? Like black licorice kind of things. I think I think that was a Costco thing. Yeah, but like the tip and the tip of them the tip of them had like a red like a right. like a candy, right? Yeah, but that mm-hmm, you definitely mm-hmm. knew you were not you were not uh smoking for didn't sure. Have the special effects. No, it didn't. I mean, you know, you think about it, like how like I remember having a a pipe as a child, right? Where you blew into the pipe and bubbles came out of it. Right. Like, like we encouraged a lot of smoking back in the eighties and nineties for sure. So weird that everybody started smoking like five years after that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like for real. So practiced up. So weird. Uh, Hey, Tony, are you able to turn your volume up just a little bit if possible? Yeah, I can do Or, or closer. Press buttons. Perfect. I appreciate that. Yeah. If you need them louder too, Justin, you can right click on them and and turn as, turn our volumes up and down uh, as you need. Oh, really? In the like on just in the Discord. Yeah. No. Right onto his face. Just right click right on his right on Tony's eyeball. And it actually says he's at a hundred percent. Go higher. Turn it up here. Go higher. You can go higher. Go higher. Oh no! You I just did, you can get two hundred percent. I just did something to the stream as well. That's not what I wanted to do. Oh no! Oh no! I'm very curious how you got this whole thing. Oh, look at that! Oh, that's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted at all. Refresh, fix the page. Hold on here, folks. Technical issue. Oh my gosh! Still there, folks? Hello? I think, ladies and gentlemen, I just lost the call. So hold on a second. As I bring back Tony and Sean, I hit the wrong button, uh, and that is that is not cool. 
not cool. I could be playing Pokemon. I could be. But I will be doing this instead. Man, Halo. So good. Uh, all right. Hey. All right, we're back. Hey, folks, how are you? You good? Pretty good. Do, 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 doing all right? Might, uh, I mean, I could probably do some, like, cloud gaming, maybe. Could you? This would work. Yeah? All right. So, okay, this is great. This is this is great stuff here. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let me just fix something here. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. I just botched everything. I feel for you, Justin. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's not your fault. It's definitely my I know. fault. I know. I definitely know that. I do you guys want to like vamp for a bit? I feel I feel like you're both professional enough to be able to do that. Oh, we're still live then. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure we are. Yeah yeah. Good stuff. Oh, here. you brought us right back on here. Okay. Well, cool I man. Did. Hey. Um. Well, maybe we could get back onto the Thanksgiving thing because I don't think that we really um close the loop really on excited. why why October makes sense. Like, don't you want? Like, don't you think that we as Canadians are just on the verge of some sort of civil war because we can't decide when it's okay to start celebrating Christmas, like when we can start to like put up the lights or anything like that's the thing that's missing for me is maybe in October, maybe that just be I'm okay with it being October because like seasons just work differently here. I'm okay with um, with Thanksgiving being in October if if the day after is officially like Christmas time, like start mm -hmm. putting up your Christmas trees. But I don't think that yeah. makes any sense. I don't think that makes any sense. Or at I, least the lights, maybe the lights, get your outside kind of decorate. But that doesn't make any sense either because you have Halloween two weeks afterwards. You got to so get rid of Halloween. Like you got to finish Halloween like November 1st. You can start going. That's my that's my thing. What about Remembrance Day? I know what? that's that's the tricky part. You don't you don't want to step on the veterans toes. But I feel like, you know, uh, they fought so that we can celebrate holidays. However, we damn well. Please. Oh, Ooh, that's an interesting. Hey, that's point. a hot take. That is a very hot, a hot take. take. Yeah. So uh, I believe, like you know, let's get the Christmas going. I love Christmas. Uh, I'm the guy who starts singing Christmas carols in August, and it pisses everyone off. It's great. Yeah, that would. I love yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Okay. And, so you're kind of all over the place with us. <laughs> yeah, but it has to be Halloween first because of the decorations. But does it does it maybe cross your guys's mind that like maybe the answer is right in front of our faces, and by in front of our faces I mean under our Canadian asses, and by that I mean south of the border. Oh. They just have it right. Sure. I think they might I, just have it. I, I think don't they, know. Look, look, no. they can't have it, look, they can't have everything wrong. Okay? They can't have everything wrong. Okay? They've got a lot wrong. Okay? They don't have this wrong. I think they nailed it. I They got the parade. They got a day of football. They kick off. They got Black Friday right afterwards. We had to copy that because we hadn't figured that that out. You know? Well, We've I'm, got our Boxing Day, which I, I don't want to give up Boxing Day, but it makes a lot of sense to have a big, like, consumer day sale, like everything on half price, before Christmas yeah that's the gift giving I, I here's the thing is i think that we take a you know and i love our american friends right uh I, you know great country been there tons like it it's great but like what is quintessentially then what does it mean so i mean this is a bit of an existential question right but like right. what is it what does it mean to be canadian what how would you define canadian because this is this is the funny part i used to so i'll, I'll say this question when i was living in ireland I used to get really kind of sort of frustrated because uh, I would always get introduced as this is Jason, our friend from the from America. Right. So they would deliberately introduce Jason? me, Jason <laughs> from America, Jason, from the US. And it kind of got me frustrated. And I was like, well, we, and they're like, well, what's the difference? Canadians and Americans, you're all just the same. So, like, my question is, what is it fun? And I mean, we're a little bit of joking behind, aside, but like, what does it quintessentially mean to be? 
American-Canadian. How do you define I think it? you're asking the wrong question out of that experience, Justin. I think you're asking the wrong question. The question is, the hell is wrong with Ireland, actually? Well, right. it, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, it, it, the guy who was doing it wanted to just kind of be a bit of a messer with me, so it was fine. Yeah, well, then what's the difference between them and, and England? You know what I mean? I said that and almost got punched. Road. I almost got yeah, punched. I'll bet you did. Yeah, I'll I bet did. You did. Yep, yeah, exactly. Can't, so, pu- can't punch an Irishman because they could figure out how to kick me out of the country. That's what I don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Point, that's true. Yeah, you're there for I work. was on an immigration visa. I don't want to leave. So what, um, what do you think? What does it mean to be Canadian? Yeah. Just knowing deep down that we've got more of the things right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we I mean, you know, it's funny because like we are so greatly influenced by our, our neighbors to the south. Right. Our media, our media consumption is from them. Right. All of our news mm-hmm. comes from them. Our you know, if you look at our economy. Right. So mm-hmm. much of that is is driven by America. But like, what does it mean to be Canadian? Right. As you think of where our Thanksgiving is, our Remembrance Day, how we look at it differently. I don't know. Tony, what yeah. do you think? I mean, like you're, you're going to have a real Linus Christmas moment because it's all about coming together and and, you know, being sorry for not being sorry. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. OK, it's just it's it's a deep it's a deep question, man. I, I don't even know the answer, honestly. Like there's just. There's so much to like, you know, our, our neighbors to the south and us that are very similar, but there is something uniquely Canadian about us here in Canada. And I, I, I couldn't really put my finger on what it is, but I know that if I went down to Sean's house and knocked on the door and I was stuck in the snow and my car couldn't get out, he'd be out there with me pushing the car. Yeah, probably. I could do that with anybody. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and there's different Canadas as well. Of course, we all know this. Yes. You travel across this land. There's different Canadas. Yeah. So that is definitely part of it. I think when you talk about this sort of like what is a national identity thing too, like I think because our neighbors to the south are so bold about what their identity is, Canadians can feel kind of silly by saying like what it is that makes us Canadian. Because mm. it's like really what you're talking like, what are you talking about? Like it is kind of like, yeah, we do this kind of differently. And like we really like hockey and it feels kind of silly to say like these are the things that kind of identify us. But I think that... If you just don't compare to what other people think that make them them, then like it's pretty I don't know, it's pretty awesome, dude. Like but it is. It's just that we we are we, we make the best of like really hard situations, I think is probably part of it. I think we've got a great export on art that we don't really talk about or celebrate too much. We just sort of let them assimilate with America, whether it's music or actors or whoever it is, and just kinda like we blend in that way. But, like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. I think even on the podcast scene, like, there's just a ton of us. Like, what the heck, man? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it all kind of comes out of, too, like, what is our our values? And it comes out of the the stuff that everybody in America is fighting about. And I keep telling you guys, just move on up here. We don't have guns. We got free health care. Like, just if, yeah. if that's what side of the aisle you're on, get on up here. Because it's, like, already taken care of. That stuff is taken care of. We got, like, our, our, our mothers get 18 months of maternity leave, for God's sakes. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot to our lifestyle that we just don't really talk about. Because, like, how do you even bring it up unless you're doing something like this? Yeah. You know, it, it is it is interesting. I think, you know, I, I had – I grew a – it was something that I struggled with or tried to identify with as I was gone for two and a half years. Right? Like, what it meant to be Canadian. What was different, right? And traveling abroad – Right. It was very interesting, kind of this idea of representing your country effectively, right? Who you are representing the values that that people believe there that there is true to be Canadian as well. Right. And, you know, I think it's so easy for us to be clumped in with with other with other uh, countries. Right. 
but to quintessentially say this is the thing that makes us Canadian. These are the values, the things that we believe in, um, that we like to to kind of you know fl- fly our flag on, so to say. Um, so I think it's interesting. So that was probably a much deeper conversation than I really was thinking about in regards to uh, to Canada. But I just kind of was curious about it as we sat here and talked about it. So now, the last thing I'll say. Okay, when well, you go ahead. No, no, you go on, Sean. You go on. No, I just think I just think that there's things that. Like, I think the way to answer that question is, why do you choose to live here? Like, you could live anywhere. You literally did live somewhere else. And like, why did you choose to come home? And maybe part of it is just family. But like, there's definitely things that when I visit other places, I go, I enjoyed my visit, but I'm really happy to be home. Like, I I, I really, really like it here. Um, I like that I don't have a hurricane season, Mm -hmm, for example. mm -hmm. Like, I really enjoy that. I enjoy that I don't have to worry about earthquakes. You know, like, I just... And I don't know if that necessarily speaks to like throw that on a jersey or anything or on a like on a badge or that create an identity. But I just think that when I think about living in Canada, I think about all the things that I just prefer. And it's hard mm-hmm. to have that conversation without putting somebody else down because I'm like actually ordering. Yeah, I like this better than I like this. But it all kind of culminates to a, a a community that I like. I like that there's a lot of space around here. Mm-hmm. Like there, even the busiest cities are like, it's laughable to call them busy when you go down to the States. Like it's just not even close. Yeah. So I think that there, there's a, a pace of life, whether you're in the city, like we are, we're all in sort of like a city, but there's a lot of non city, um, a lot of rural living in Canada as well. That might be another reason why it's hard for you to identify like what is Canadian because the city living can kind of blend into American, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of not that in Canada mm-hmm. as well, especially in Alberta. It's like yeah. half and half, man. Yeah. And I do like your statement too of like there is very different Canadas, right? Oh, the, yeah. the Alberta, the Alberta Canada is very different than the British Columbia Canada. Mm-hmm. Not only just from the geography of it, right, of being such a you know beautiful landscape, but the people, the culture that's there, the establishment, oh, right? Yeah, heading over to East Coast, right? Sure, you yeah, PEI is great. Very different maritime life. You know, then you've got Quebec, right? Who's got its own challenges and issues, sitting beside you know Ontario and Ottawa and who basically run the entire country from that area, right? Uh, and then heading up north, right, into our Northwest Territories. And there's just so much there as well. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's an interesting conversation. I appreciate this. I, again, I didn't think it was going to get uh, take a serious turn. So now I'm going to ask us the most unserious question in regards to Canada. Uh, gentlemen, where's your favorite place to get poutine? With Donair, for Donair poutine. Ooh, Whoa. that is a good wow. answer. On the button too, Tony was like, boom, boom. All right, Sean. I mean, you guys talked about it last week, I think. The um, New York fries is excellent. Mm. Costco is right up there as well, actually. Costco uh, poutine is very good. Yeah. Uh, But most commonly, probably McDonald's because it's just like, it's right there and I can't help myself. So there you go. Yeah. I don't like the gravy. I don't like the gravy there. I'm not picky though. Like, honestly, I'm not a foodie, not even a little bit. I eat McDonald's a lot. That's fair. I I assumed you were just sponsored by them. No. You know what? I'm. I think I might have to move on from McDonald's at a certain point here because really? I'm feeling kind of hurt by it. Yeah. Because they're not. They're not reaching out to you. They have not responded. Have so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them inside baseball. Have you literally reached out to them? I mean, nothing more than like a Twitter like, okay. hey guys, <laughs> like I don't even know how I would go about starting that. So they launched a new uh, battle pass at McDonald's. Have you seen that, Sean? <laughs> and, and it actually, it actually worked. I was like, okay, you know what? If they I keep do the asking first order, me, I get these five thousand points, and they're like, do this, and you get that, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll go grab a bagel this morning. And then I was like, you know what? 
I'm gonna go to McDonald's. I yeah, drove points. past the Tim Hortons because I'm like, I'm gonna get the points. Damn, and they, they got they, you. They, yeah, they've like made these challenges that you, you want to check off, and the only thing that happens at the end of the battle pass, you probably die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of obesity. Cholesterol. Yeah, but yeah. I get a free cheeseburger, so that's pretty dope. That is amazing. I would like like McDonald's like merch like at the end of that. I would like like sweatpants, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Like nice cosmetics. stretchy pants. I worked for McDonald's for cosmetics. Exactly. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked for McDonald's for seven years. Actually, that was my that was my high school. That was my university gig when I went through high school or university. Uh, I was a manager at McDonald's. Worked there for seven years of my of my of my career of my life and got me through uh, university. Um, so, I like playing a game when I go to McDonald's. Well, well, first of all, I want to talk about this battle pass you're talking about, Tony. First of all, um, they're asked. They've got like a, an automated kind of message. Whenever you drive up and it's like, oh, that's annoying. Do you want to do the battle pass? Blah, blah, blah. And like, it's ruining my podcast. Can I just be honest with you? Like, <laughs> I need them to just like fire up and ask me what I want so I can do the order and do the bit on the Nintendo drive and then the Xbox drive. So there's that. Uh, and I don't remember what my next point was, but I refuse to get it. I refuse to do this thing. Is this the app that you're talking about? You don't want to download the app? Is, yeah, you get like a reward thing. I remember my second point. My second point, I like to play a little game here um, because I just I noticed on my on my trip this evening to, to McDonald's. Um, you guys can play along too whenever you go to a drive through. Guess which ones of the workers at McDonald's of the young kids who are there, maybe their first job. Guess which ones are going to go on to be like amazing someday. Like just go like just make a mental note. You're like, that's the one like they're clearly a keener. They're really, you know, they're dedicated to their job. They're going to go on to be like a CEO or something like that. Like they're on the right path. Yeah. Go, go yeah, just, and just go anoint somebody with it. Mm-hmm. You see a few mm-hmm. of them sharp as a whip and you're like, yep. Sharp as a whip. Young man's going somewhere. Yeah. He's going places. Here's, here's the, tr- yep. here's the trick of it though, is that McDonald's also can see that talent and they are very, right. they are very quick to say, would you like to be a manager? Would you like yeah. to be a store manager? And mm-hmm. they, and they'll try and I, and they'll try and kind of capture you in that netting and to kind of like stop your life there and be sealed basically in carbonite in this McDonald's moment uh, where you can't bust free no matter what happens. Um, I think you can bust free. You can, but I'm just saying they really try to get you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. I think they just take development of their staff seriously. And I I commend that. Well, it's a big deal. I I remember uh, getting pulled aside by the manager once and said, Hey, what do you think about just doing this full time? And I said, Hey, Hey, no, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. I don't think my wife uh, would would enjoy that conversation, and I don't think uh, it's going to go well. So no, we're not going to do that. Uh, Jesse, sure. that's why it's fun to do this. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like most people are going to like, no, not you. Sorry. Yeah. But every once in a while, you will see a shining star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Oh, Kato's going shopping on the eShop. I want to go. To, can I go get my Switch? Yeah, you go, you go do that. Well, yeah, this is, okay. uh, listen, okay. there's no formalities. Well, you're going to do that. I'm going to talk to us a little bit about our show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right in to the news, shall we? Uh, where is that one? happening and the news is brought to us by well you amazing folks over at patreon.com head over to patreon.com slash nintendo dads and for as little as a dollar a month you can join our amazing discord uh be part of our conversations and just support nintendo dads which we greatly greatly appreciate and of course the show is also brought to you by manscaped and gooder but i'm going to talk about those later in the show all right sean what's going on in the eShop that we're helping out uh, kato on 
I'm so confused. Is this the podcast or is this the pre-show? <laughs> oh, no, we're recording the show. What did, what did I miss? We've been, we've been recording the show for 35 minutes this now, buddy. The, show the whole time? I don't know what's ever going on. Um, I'm oh. getting into the shop right now, man. I'm getting into the shop. I thought yeah. we were just having a quick chat with the chat here, man. Oh, we're all over the, the place. Kinda, all over the place. What kind of operation you got going on here, man? Uh, you know, listen, yeah. this is, you know, like I said, when daddy gets the controls. You know what I'm saying? When daddy gets the controls. Okay, okay, cool. So we're making some... I wouldn't have left, by the way, if I knew that this was going to come back and it's the news. I'm like, what the crap? Uh, okay. eShop sales. You're helping Kato. Tony, do you got your Switch with you? Cyber deals. Oh, I, got my, I got my OLED. Okay. It's here. I'll, I'll the OLED here. Oh, man, look at these. Oh, the cyber... Okay, okay. I, let's Okay, let's have a serious conversation here, guys. 30% off. Okay, the Age serious of conversation, first off, is that you can't search on the eShop for the eShop deals because, yes. I don't know about you guys, but ever since they started adding more stuff and like trying to make it look a little nicer, it hangs even more so yeah. than usual. So what you got to do, and this is not a sponsor, obviously, but go to DekuDeals.com because you can make your list, you can make your watch list, you can organize it, and it's super, super fast and awesome. And I just spend day, like every night, Every night I'm on that website, scrolling through, adding stuff to these to these lists. And you can even share these lists publicly with other people Ooh. as a link. I like that. It a is lot. awesome. That's pretty great. Awesome. Huh. Okay. That's Helps awesome. me spend money. Yeah. I just well. want to put these into a cart. So yeah, there's a lot here, man. I know, right? Like, come on. Let's I mean let's I mean that's the thing. We and we know it is Black Friday, right? Cyber Monday, all these amazing deals. And that's exactly it. Like I'm looking at my list right now here, right? And I 100 percent agree with you. Sean, there's no reason that I shouldn't be able to multi-click on these apps, like several of them. Yep. Now, uh, now knowing Nintendo, I would say there'd be this. There'd be some kind of purchase limit, right? Like you can only purchase up to $200 at one time. Mm -hmm. Knowing them, that sounds like a reasonable thing. But I would yep. at least like them to say you can put them all in your shopping cart and check out. So let's scroll, right. let's scroll through the eShop together collectively, will we? We've got I'm our switches. Go to GameStop for this. Monster Hunter Rise, 25% off. That's a good one. I I, I heard. Uh, what else? What else? Anything else? Uh, what else would you guys recommend as you go through this? Guys, I mean, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe yeah. is excellent. Mm -hmm. From my days on the Wii U, I have not picked it up on, on this one. Yeah. Uh, so Sean didn't need to get a Switch episode. Probably not. But you know what? It is easier. This is, at least it's all here. Yeah, but th the thing is, what with my family is generally speaking, if it's a game that I will possibly even share with the kids, mm -hmm. I'll get it physical. Yeah, we'll just we'll just get a regular that copy. Is but there are the whole sorry. the whole one account swapping between multiple switches. That is a, just trash. Yeah, yeah. But we're list making right now, Justin. I mm -hmm. think I think I'm going to either get some stuff here, like Age of Climate, for example, is probably not something I would play with the kids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if that plays all that well. I'm going to get a demo here. I might I might try a demo. At this point, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is 75% off. Oh, buy it. That is that is required. Yeah, that is absolutely. And I guess I guess with the DLC, with the DLC, it's $20. Now, that may be, by the way, US. You have checked the, you know, we've listen. We're going to listen for now on. Everything on the show prices. is Canadian prices. All right. Don't don't mm -hmm. be asking me. Is that American? No, it's Canadian prices. All right. It's toonies mm -hmm. and loonies. Jeez. Now. With with mooses on the back, with you know mooses I mean? on the back of it, mooses and beavers and mm -hmm. what other quick 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 fire, Tony? What other animals do we have on the back of our coins? Elk, nice. <laughs> that was that was wow wow. Wait, is that the is that the quarter? Mm -hmm. Is it an elk? Uh, no, it's, is it not a moose? Pretty moose. pretty good. 
It's a majestic animal. Yes, it, you got DC Lego supervillains for like ten bucks. That is down wow. from sixty nine ninety nine. That one nice. goes on sale quite often, but this is its previous low. You can see that yeah. on the decodeals.com website at eighty five percent off. Wow! And you can buy the DLC for that, which has like ten different packs in it for two ninety nine, down from nineteen ninety nine. And it has like the animated Batman series mm-hmm. uh, DLC level or something like that. So, yeah. and like movie DLC and stuff. So pretty neat. Xenoblade Chronicles Two is is thirty percent off. Sean, you're a big yeah, Xenoblade. Yeah, I'm Chronicles. all over it. I am newfound fan of Xenoblade Chronicles, um, the remastered one, the definitive edition that they did for I... the Switch. So I. I I don't know about this one, though. I think it's different. I've heard some things, Justin. I haven't picked up the definitive edition yet. I want to. I'm trying to get a physical edition. Can't find it. Pick it it up. I can't find the physical edition anywhere. I have have played Chrono uh, Blade Chronicles 2, the actual, the DLC, the Golden Torna or whatever. I played some of that, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, What else is on sale here? Witcher, the Witcher is... Chrono 5 Strikers. The Witcher is 50% off. I, I personally, that's more of a Xbox thing for me or, or even playstation mm-hmm. i think i think um hmm, i gotta mark down this i i'm literally making a list as we as we really about this. okay okay uh hyrule warriors i'm gonna i've got the i've got the demo going nino um, kune thing- nino kuna kuna kune is no. marvel ultimate alliance no <laughs> i was like <laughs> it's 80 percent off it's just no uh well i mean i i don't usually turn up my nose at 80 percent off but um yeah tony i think you and i played marvel together yes yes we did yeah we did we did yeah it was fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we were in the same room together mm. yeah, yeah that's hotel the... room no big no, deal no, oh, not... wow crazy crazy mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. dead cells is 40 percent off oh buy it oh that game is great yeah uh i think yeah you called out lego dc supervillains earlier tony that yes. is 85 percent off it is for 11 canadian dollars wow you know, and you see those deals that are just so good where you're like, okay, this was $19 and now it's two bucks. Yeah. I'm like, even if I don't play that, mm-hmm. if it looks decent enough, you know, I usually mm-hmm. add those kind of things to my cart and then like, I don't know, a year later be like, oh, I downloaded this. I should probably play it. Yeah. From the Justin, cor- do you see how much is Tetris Effect connected? Because I bought it. So it just says purchase. Yeah. I'll but go, that is a game everybody should have. I'll go check that out right now. But I was going to say from the creators of Hades, Bastion. For three dollars and fifty cents Canadian. Oh, well, look what section are you in? Good for you. You're finding good stuff. I know. Um, also, uh, Ako- Akami, Akami HD. Oh, that's a great game. Fifty percent off. Fifty percent off. Uh, you want Tetris Effect, right? Yeah. Let me find that for you. Bravely Default Two is thirty percent off. I never played it. Mm. Sonic mm-hmm. Colors Ultimate is also twenty five percent off. Pretty decent. Pretty good. Man, that, that, that I can make some really bad decisions when it comes to this stuff. Oh, Sorry, you totally could. That Cozy Grove, if uh, if Kato's still here, she might she might like that one. It has a kind of an Animal Crossing vibe to it. Yeah. That's got a good discount to it. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected. That's what you asked for, Sean? Yes, please. Yes, it please. is a 35.63 Canadian. That is 33% off the 40, $54 offering or asking price. That's real, man. That is such a beautiful game. That is absolutely amazing. And, and and Jesse's in the chat. If Jesse's in the chat, he could have been helping you out a little bit. You know what I mean? I think he like just likes to see me struggle. Likes to see he me struggle. Yeah, we're, we're discovering some stuff here. Right. Not a shock. USD, 33% off. Kato B, B Simulator looks so good. And I was going to buy it before, but it was full price. And I was like, I can't really do it for full price. But on sale, I want to check that out. 
It, it, the graphics look insane for some reason. Sorry, so you're just a, you're a bee. Okay, a bee. can we? Okay, let's. I want to take a, a hot moment here to stop and talk about this. The simulator movement that is going on right now. Like we, I heard bee simulator. There's a deer simulator. There's a power awesome. power wash simulator. Like. Is Simulator Games the new Battle Royale? Like, is that taking up that space? What is going on there? They're just weird, janky games, usually. Like, B-Simulator looks a little bit different because it actually looks like, I don't know, super crisp and, like, really, really good. But most of the Simulator genre is so janky, and that's really where the fun comes, is from the physics and the jank. Yeah. But uh, that Deer Simulator looks pretty pretty wild. It's also out on Game Pass as well. Is it like Goat Simulator? It's just another animal? Just just watch a trailer for it. It okay. is hilarious. <laughs> I like how he's just like, just watch the trailer, Sean. Just, just watch the trailer. Just watch the trailer. Don't ask me. Don't, don't know why I asked. Okay. I mean, I, I knew that trailers were available. I just thought Are it was you sure? Did you know Google is a thing? Google is a thing. Google Let me direct you to a website called Let Me Google That For You. All right, let's see what else is going on here for the Rabbit Strikes Again is 1889, and I'm tempted by that. It's on my wish list. I don't know if I need it, and I am like one purchase away for the the, the dam to just come down and yeah. for me just to you know buy everything and make a ton of terrible terrible decisions. Because right now, basically mm-hmm. on the go, I've got I've got Halo, of course. Mm-hmm. I've got Forza Horizon Five. I got the Pokemans, um, Riders Republic. I feel like there was another one. Somewhere along the lines. And it's like, that's it's too much. It's already too much. Well, I don't need anything else. No. And I was I can't afford to pass these up. I was having I was having a conversation with somebody about that today, actually, over at, the you know, at your competitor, actually, Mr. Sean Capri. Game Pass News. I was nobody talking. Compete. Nobody can. Nobody can. Nobody can. Oh, compete not even you. the same league. Right. Ooh, harsh, harsh. Come on. They have a show. Talk about actually <laughs> Sean Abbott from Game Pass News. Um, eating Sean's. I know evil, evil Sean's. <laughs> yeah, he has um, a goatee, <laughs> right? <laughs> the mo- the dark universe version of Sean. Uh, I, I mean, that's the that's the thing. Is there is, and I guess here's a question I have for 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 us. I sometimes fi- find there's just too much, right? There is oh, too, way too much. I was I was scrolling through the Stadia's uh, eShop sale. They're shot the sale this week. And uh, I found myself in the Watchdog Legion, regularly, mm. regularly eighty dollars, and I got it for a tenner. And yeah. I was like, I, I don't, I don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know when I'm gonna play this, why I'm gonna play this. I was only mildly interested. The scores are like an eight, but for a tenner, yeah, sure, I'll pick that yeah. up. Right, Just that's yeah. John McDonald's. That's a darn good, <laughs> right? That's dude, dude, John, John McDonald's. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. John McDonald's. Guardians of the Galaxy you just picked up, man. That's yeah, a fan. Really? That's a great game. And by picked up, I mean one from our good friend Dapper Tux, fellow Canadian. I saw that. I Thank saw you, that. Daps. Nice, mm-hmm. nice Very for cool. you, eh? Nice for you, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, what's on your wish list? What are you looking at? Oh man, there's just there's honestly so much. I I I, I put so many things on here. Uh, let's look. I got a weird list right now of things. The Blossom Tales on there. Great game. Um. Oh, very good. I got that uh, Disney classics coming, but I got the physical version coming to uh, the house here from Amazon because they added the Jungle Book and they yep. added like the other versions of Aladdin on there, mm-hmm. which is which is awesome. Uh, Florence is on there. Oh, Gunman Clyde HD collection is 94 cents. Yeah, that's like a bunch of games for real cheap. Mm-hmm. 
like there's just uh, it goes on and on. I actually Where are you see, seeing this? Where are you right now? Deco DecoDeals.com. <laughs> Who Go again is website. not a sponsor of the show, but I'm not against I'm, it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not against it. Because like a, like, like a Deku will, tree? Yes. D-E-K-U-Deals.com. It hey, sorry, I thought, you, I thought you went back somewhere else. I'm sorry. No. Sorry, also, Bruce Patterson for the the Canadian win is what I'm going to say. I think we're going to honorarily make this the best answer ever. He said poutine simulator. That's what they need to come up oh, with. Nice. Poutine nice. simulator. Boom. Cheese curd on. Right. Oh. I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to buy all these games I won't play. <laughs> what is that? Can we talk about that for a second? Of course because we can. I, I have nowhere to be. Like, I have nowhere to be. <clears throat> cutting out a little bit. And so if there's ever sort of like, you know, us talking over each other, sometimes I think just we're having some internet troubles or the Twitch stream is. Okay. Anyway, um, what is, what is the deal? What's the deal? Like, why do we buy stuff that we don't need? We have, we are clearly, we know we don't need this stuff, but why we can't help ourselves. John, here's the thing. I've I've been down a bad path lately, and it started kind of around WarioWare. I bought WarioWare. I yep. played it a couple times. Yep. I was excited about it. So excited. Yep. And mm-hmm. then I put it away and never played it again. Mm-hmm. Bought Mario Party. Super yep. excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's still in the wrapper. Yep. Wow. Oh, in the wrapper. Oh, damn. <laughs> the Metroid Special Edition. I bought the game physically first because I couldn't wait for the Special Edition because I'm stupid and bought two copies. I'm the problem. But I have the special edition still in the Amazon. It's in the Amazon you monster. And now I got the Zelda Game and Watch also in the Amazon package. Haven't even opened it up yet. Okay, so like I think that, you're in. A... That, that's a bad place to be in, Sean. That's a okay. bad. Let's so talk to me about this. Yeah, let's yeah, break let's that down. Some... Like, let's let's. I'm gonna we, sit we back. Need some therapy, uh, retail therapy. You know, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I just like to indulge and make myself feel good for a re for for a minute, a hot minute. Okay. And or maybe Nintendo's made me this way. Maybe they're like, you know what? You gotta mm. buy everything we put out because if you don't buy it right now, it might be gone forever. I... Here's, here's before we before, and I I, I want to like kind of curve off maybe some people's judgment because Tony's being very vulnerable with us. Mm-hmm. He's being being very open about mm-hmm. this. You know, some people might say like, hey, Tony, with all that money that you're like needlessly spending on retail stuff, like why don't you like save the children? Well, guess what, listener. Tony Baker, one of the most charitable people I know in my life. Very, very charitable. Helping out with the extra life for both. I think you were probably top donor for my extra life and for the Nintendo dads. So congratulations to you on that, my friend. Thank you so much. No, I love I, I love to help, Sean. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm just one of these good apples uh, and a bunch of bad ones, to be honest. Also very, yeah. very humble. One of the super, yes. super things very I like humble. about Tony humble pie. the most. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have yeah, a question about the retail therapy? Because you were you were transitioning us and then you moved us the other way. I just wanted to say I wasn't transitioning anywhere. I just okay. wanted to like take a little side and then just come right back to what? yeah, what the heck is the deal with this? Because I'm in like I'm in video games, mm-hmm. I'm in comic books, mm-hmm. I'm in all these things, buying things that I haven't like really enjoyed, but I still get some sort of like weird satisfaction. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the deal finding. That might be it. I think there might be, and this might be a dad thing as mm-hmm. well, where like you put your hands on your hips and you make the purchase, you're like that was a really wise fiscal decision that I just made. You don't look at the utility of it at all. You just think about all the money you saved. I I do think there's a bit of that, but I also think for Tony, maybe it's the wrong way here for Tony, my whatever. All right. Nonetheless, uh, I kind of agree with, or, or connect with that idea of, I think Nintendo has trained us to purchase everything. We are Pavlov's dog, right? Ring a bell and I will salivate. 
and and they have created this culture and they have done it since we were so young right like this is this is ingrained culture and ingrained uh influence from a company that has basically gotten us to this point right and i don't think in the reality i don't think at our age at least because we would have kind of grown out of it that xbox and playstation have that same hold right we grew up with nintendo like that like we all remember having the nes the game boy the super nintendo right those were pivotal devices pivotal companies at development developmental parts of our childhood in our brain so we have such a, an enriched nostalgia with it right we have so much connected where i think of when you look at like xbox or playstation we were probably mid mid to late teens so our relationship with the with the industry is different. Our relationship with the platform and the company is is exponentially different because you're past that developmental phase and you and you're just you you just have this different nostalgia with it. I was having the conversation a little bit about the idea of like digital content versus physical content, right? Because Nintendo fans are like ravenous physical content collectors, right? They need to have the amiibo. They need to have the different versions of the 3DSs and the Switches and the game cases. And like, I'm looking at Sean right behind you, like all of those things, a lot of Nintendo (laughs) stuff, right? (laughs) So there is this physical attachment to Nintendo stuff, which I think then transitions over to the idea of like physical games as well. Why we become so attached to the physical games also, which is why Nintendo fans, I think for the most part, I'm making some really broad brushstrokes here are a little bit against ideas of cloud gaming, right? Or digital uh, access to games. Whereas they think something like uh, Xbox, right? When you look at some of Game Pass, I had this conversation. If I go and buy an Xbox, right? And I just use Game Pass. In five or six years from now, when that console is done, right? And we're moving on to the next console. I don't have anything except for the console, Right. Unless if I have just used Game Pass and nothing else. Right. So I don't physically own anything anymore. And I think Nintendo has become so we we have been trained so much to attach ourselves to all the physical things that Nintendo gives us because it it, it reminds us of something that we have this kind of like, I'll buy this special edition. I will buy this thing. And I don't even know why. Um, So I think there's an attachment to that. Tony, what do you think? It's got that well. It's got that Disney effect on it too, mm-hmm. right? Like there's all these characters, a stable of characters that we all are, are attached to, and that now we have kids, we want them to be involved in it too, and they love it, and everybody loves it. There's a reason. There's a theme park, right? Like there's a theme park now with a gift store that I've seen online, and I'm like, my wife says, I she's like, I know we're gonna buy everything you can in there, and I'm like, yes, I am. We're gonna buy yeah. every single thing I can buy <laughs> because I just want it all. I I have the connection to these characters from a young age, like you said. And, you know, these characters have been here at pivotal parts of my life mm-hmm. where, like you were saying, like PlayStation Xbox were only there when I was an angry teenager. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to play Nintendo games for like a minute because I want to do something else. Right. And then you come back to this as an adult because like that's when I really started to come back to Nintendo was around the Wii time when I was about, you know, just out of high school. And I'm like, you you want some of that to hold on to some of that like childhood childish wonder you know like when it snowed last time it snowed the first time it snowed here today this year i was angry and upset and like cold and then my kids looked outside <laughs> and they were just like oh, and their eyes lit up and i was like man what am i doing where i'm so angry and bitter where i need to i need to step back and see it like how they're seeing it because they were just excited mm-hmm. yeah and i just felt like a grumpy old man and i'm like that's not cool 
No. Yeah. Sean, what do you think of this? How does this land with you? As a, as a man who's literally got a huge shelf behind you full of everything. Like, where One do you, th- where that do you I, think that connection is? It's, it's the quality. It's the Nintendo seal of quality, I think, mm. uh, in a lot of ways, which is actually making, when it comes to the Switch, it's making, like, the journey towards digital a little easier because I wish they had the same standard for, like, their, their packaging. I wish they had something inside of the games, not just a little, like, a holder for the, for the little cartridge in there. Um, but I, I don't see anything even close to like what most of the stuff is behind me is Nintendo, a lot of Amiibo. Um, there's like Nintendo license, like checkers up there and Monopoly and Goombas and all these other things like, but it's really good quality. It's like, it's like Funko, um, Funko level of qualities, but it's all like custom Nintendo stuff. And that honestly, I am hard pressed to think of anything that comes even close to that in terms of quality and variety Mm. and selection and breadth and depth uh, that on on Xbox or or PlayStation. So it's sort of like to to jump off of Tony's point about the amusement park. It's just like they have extended the brand to so many different products that, yeah, it creates a bit of a habit, I think. And I, as a collector, I think that some people collect things for maybe a, a variety of reasons. Some people are completionists and they like to see that collection done and, and they have all the things. I like to see things that are similar kind of next to each other. I actually don't know that I've ever really described it in this way. And this is why I enjoy to see um, the Amiibo still in their packaging. Because it's not just the, it's not about the toy for me. It's like the packages all look the same. They're the same size. Like the artwork is, you know, in, within the same design, just obviously different characters. Or when I put, for example, like my, I've got like my Scott Pilgrim books here, like they all look like the similar. They look like they're part of a thing. And so for me, like collecting things physically, like it's all part of that. I think it looks good. Um, and they're about things that I care about and the quality is really good. Like they've, they've been doing this for a really, this is like this before video games with Nintendo. And so, yeah, I think that, I think that's probably part of it is just that I, I love the thing. I'm passionate about the thing, whether it's just video games or Nintendo specifically, and they give me really good options to go spend my money on. Mm -hmm. And the the habitual part of it, I think extends into a digital eShop sale where I'm like, I can't miss out on this thing. I've been, I've been good all year. And maybe that's also part of it is. You know, you get to a point in the year or maybe even just in the day where you're not making the best decisions and you just kind of load up on stuff because mm-hmm. I deserve it. Damn it. I'm going to treat myself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. How and, and I think the other the other part of it as well is is you don't want to miss out. Right. You don't want to be you don't want to be the person who's not in that conversation. Right. And I think when we live in a world of like hype cycles, right, the hype to up something, you've got a two, three, maybe four day peak with it and then the drop. We want to feel connected. We want to feel where our tribe is. And to be part of that tribe, we feel like we have to be vested in this idea or participating in this thing, right? So to miss out on Metroid Dread, right? Or to miss out on Mario Party when all your friends are having that same conversation, uh, you don't feel connected in the same way, right? So the, the, these are, I think there are these things that we want to continually be connected with as well with, with how we identify. So Yeah, because otherwise, why wouldn't you just not buy it day one, yeah. you know, which which I've done, by the way, I've done. I purposefully set myself a year back on video games for a little while and it just accelerated the problem. Mm. The issue of like buying too many things where I'm mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to buy a game for back then. It was $60 brand new um, for a game. And I'm like, well, that's that's silly. This old game is half price. And so all I, instead of just buying the one game, I'm like, well, I could get for 60 bucks. I could get two games and my backlog just like catapulted. Yeah. It was not a good. Ch- and now I'm doing both. Now and now I'm in a really terrible situation where I'm buying new games like Super Mario Party and playing it for I think I've got a total of maybe three or three hours with this thing. 
Um, and it was an $80 purchase or WarioWare as well. Like I'm just, I'm making bad decisions, but for whatever reason, Nintendo has me this year. And I think one thing that I can say is like, I, I have been on a journey with Nintendo throughout the switch lifestyle lifetime. And, you know, Bobby was all in on animal crossing and I was like principally against how they built that game and you couldn't do cloud saves and you could only have one island per console per use, like all the stuff that I've, I've talked a lot about. And since then, I think I've just kind of like let go. I've kind of just accepted Nintendo for what it is. And for better or for worse, I'm just kind of like buying whatever they sell. Like, it's just completely opposite mm. from where I was. I just kind of because I, I didn't it didn't make me happy to be right, because I do think I'm still right about those things, by the way. It's not that I'm like, you know, giving up on all those things. I just don't think that it makes a difference whether I think I'm right or wrong or if I purchase one thing or another. It's like kind of doesn't matter because 70 billion people bought animal crossing so it doesn't really matter what i say so i just kind of like went okay well let's just, let me just enjoy nintendo and it's a much funner place to be it, does, it, it, it i find myself just continually like supporting practices that i don't really appreciate or agree mm. with but at least i'm not stressed about it you know i'm not fighting with people anymore i'm just playing games and that's kind of at the end of the day it's probably what it's all about you know yeah yeah that's great Oh yeah, thank yeah, thanks for that conversation. Hopefully that has helped. Um, and uh, and Tony, no. no, it hasn't helped at all. Probably not. No. Well, the next section no, I, is I've spent a hundred dollars since we started. So. Yeah, <laughs> all I'm thinking about is buying Pokemon now because I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> Dude, we bought two copies of the game. I don't even know why. Could <laughs> I could have easily shared Diamond with my wife, and no, nope, she's got Pearl now. Yeah. So there you go. But again, I think it's it's part of that cycle. Right. You mm -hmm. want to be in that conversation. Um, so but speaking of games that you're most likely going to be spending some extra money on with Nintendo, a couple of upcoming coming game releases that got announced this week that you should probably be aware of. Uh, and I think actually, Sean, I'd like to hear this because I think you know more about this, actually, than probably I would. Uh, Twelve minutes has been announced coming mm. to the Nintendo Switch on December 7th. Memory serves that was an Xbox exclusive for Game Pass earlier this year and has received a fair bit of critical acclaim uh, starring William Defoe, James uh, McAvoy, and Daisy Ridley. Uh, uh, Sean, did you get a chance, or maybe Tony, did you get a chance to play it on Xbox or anything? And what was your experience like with it? I actually, I played it before, I played it at E3 in 2019, um, way before even they had any of these voice actors in it. And I, it was at the top of my, my list. My, I was very, I was looking forward to it a lot and it sort of came and went. So I actually haven't played it just now. Oh, okay. Tony, how about yourself? That's my experience, uh, with it similar. I heard a lot of buzz leading up to it and then like it was, I know it was in development for quite some time and then it kind of kept going and kept going and. And then it came and, and kind of went, and I haven't heard anything since. And I yeah, just wrong time. It. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, oh man, I, Sonic and 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 so Mario and Sonic at the Olympus back, is half off. Back guys. into the eShop. Oh That's man, I never left. I never hey, left. Well, you're there, there, Sean. Could you check if Life is Strange True Colors is in the eShop yet? Because it will be no, on December seventh. Family Feud, damn, Family Feud, thirteen bucks. Oh my gosh! Uh, that's right. Life is Strange. True Colors gets a digital release on December seventh, with a physical release coming on February twenty fifth. This game was originally announced for early September, uh, but was delayed, and so it's nice to see that that is finally happening again. That is Life is Strange. True Colors. I cannot find if the DLC that was revealed was provided for that game a couple weeks after is uh, provided in this as well. I need to check that uh, another game. Hey, who likes, who likes shovel Knight? Anyone like shovel Knight? 
Oh, it's so good. Yes, yeah? absolutely. Good. Well, apparently Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is coming out December 13th. Also uh, for the Nintendo Switch eShop. Uh, either of you, does this interest either of you? Not me. I, I like Shovel Knight. I like the, the the main game, but the puzzle game, I don't know. It, I think I'd like to watch someone play it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's one that I would play myself. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. yeah, same here, man. Okay. Uh, what about Loop Hero? Loop Hero is coming out in a couple weeks. Oh, I never did play that one. That got that got a lot of excitement a little while ago. It did. Yeah. Look at it, that. It feels like there's kind of like these hot in the pan at the moment games. I think Loop Hero was one of them, right? Like everybody they really can't get a second life on Switch, though, you know, because like I think 12 minutes is a great example of that mm-hmm. just for for whatever reason. It just missed me at that time. But yeah. like it's a new launch day. Like, it's just so weird. Like I could easily have like pick a day where I go. I'm just going to play 12 minutes on Xbox. But the fact that it's coming out on Switch, I'm like, OK, that's the day yeah. that I'm going to draw my attention to. That's, I don't know. There's another well, this, deep dive into that psychology. Well, this week, Death's Door came out, and that was an Xbox uh, big hitter earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And that you you could see, like, it it, reci- it recycled the conversation about it. Like, so many posts were like, oh, my gosh, check out Death's Door. This is amazing. Death's Door, right? And so it just creates more audience as well. Uh, Tony, did you have you played Death's Door yet? No, but I do have it downloaded. That's one of those games where I saw it on uh, Xbox and saw that I could play it there. But I kind of wanted to hold off in case it did come to the Switch, just yeah. because it feels like one of those games you want to play on the Nintendo system. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, what about yourself? Did you get an opportunity to play that? It's great. Yeah, it's really good. Really, pretty challenging. Um, some dark themes for sure. Um, but yeah, really, really solid game. Uh, I think, I think especially people who like, not that it's really a Metroidvania, but I think people who enjoyed Metroid would, would like this as a bit of a, uh, companion to that game. Like I said, it's not, it's definitely not like an Axiom Verge, like sort of copy, but for whatever reason, I feel like they're sort of, they, they occupy the same space for me. Just dark, like a little bit more mature, a little Mm -hmm. more challenging, like those kind of boxes are being checked off. Yeah. Great. Okay. Sean, did you make any bad decisions in the eShop yet? Oh, man. Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition is 20 bucks, dude. I already have it on Xbox, but man, don't switch. That's where that's where I played Street Fighter back. Oh, dude. All right. (gasps) Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break over to our sponsors, Manscaped and Gooder. And in four minutes, we're going to see if Sean or Tony have made any (laughs) bad purchase decisions. Let's check it out. Support Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays came early here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their ultra new premium body wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice and moisturized. And they also just launched their new two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, which has key ingredients with benefits that include hydrating, nourishing, conditioning, the scalp, strengthening your hair all at the same time. Tis the season, gentlemen, to load up on Manscaped products. So get yourself your dad, your brother, your friend, your co-worker, your neighbor across the street, I don't care, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at manscaped.com. Every guy out there needs to add Manscaped to their wish list this season. So, hey, hey, ladies, partners, mums, dads, you got that special person you got to buy a gift for? Go over to manscaped.com, performance package 4.0. That's what you do, all right? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off 
plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use a code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Next up, we're very excited to partner up and introduce the Nintendo dance community to Gooder. Gooder thinks gaming is fun and your gear should be too. Gooder makes fun, affordable, and functional sunglasses that everyone can afford. Sunglasses for gamers? Why? Because gamers go outside too, alright? These sunglasses have no slip, no bounce, all polarization, all fun. And Gooder are 100% UV protected and 100% polarized. These gaming glasses, the, it's not just a game, mom! It's not just a game! Have amazing names, just like it's not just a game. And blue shades of death. All right, we're all wearing gaming glasses over here at Nintendo Dads HQ from Gooder, and we absolutely love them. There are no blue light, and they're all fun. Your eyes are not tired and sore by the end of it. I'm going to tell you a true story. First time I got these glasses, I put them on, bang, jump into a game of Fortnite, boom, boom. Battle Royale, boom. Victory Royale, boom. Am I saying that these glasses make you a better game player? Legally, I can't say that. I'm just, I'm just showing you the facts of what happened. All right. I absolutely love my blue light blockers here from Gooder. Their frames are lightweight and, and they are comfortable to fit. Free U.S. standard shipping on all orders over $50, 30-day free returns, one-year warranty, 100% carbon neutral, and 1% for the planet. Also, probably the most important thing that you should be aware of, no wearer of Gooder sunglasses, and I'm going to suspect also the gaming glasses, has ever been attacked by a leopard. I'm just saying that. Who knows? As far as we know, it's true. But as of right now, so that's a good thing to know. If you have a, if you have a fear of leopards, maybe buying these glasses is what you need. I don't know. Pick up your favorite Gooder Blue Mirage Blue Light block Blockers with some sick Gooder Sunnies so that you're prepared for any setting you get your game on. If you want to support us and support the show, get a few pairs for you, your family, your friends, the neighbor across the street, whomever, your coworker, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? They make great stocking stuffers and gifts. Perfect timing with the holidays just right around the corner. Get 15% off with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at Gooder.com. That's 15% off plus free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com. Look good, game Gooder. Back to you. All right, man. That was uh, that was such a good ad read, right? I mean, that, that person, fantastic job, amazing stuff. It. I know, right? Fantastic so stuff. Uh, yeah, of course. Big thanks, big thanks to Gooder and Manscaped for their continual support. And ladies and gentlemen, you heard me do the ad read. I'll just say this as well: Black Friday and Cyber Monday is coming up right away, and both of those codes are stackable. And I believe both Gooder and Manscaped are having some amazing sales. So if you're looking for additional, additional savings, now is the time to check out Gooder for amazing sunglasses and gaming glasses. And of course, Manscaped for all of your uh, male grooming needs. Gentlemen, we are back on it. Um, let's talk about, I asked you guys to bring some topics to the show because I'm going to be honest with you. Jesse's like, hey, here's the Pokemon minute. I want you to read it. And I was like, no, not going to do that. Uh, oh, I would have no. read it. You want to read it, Sean? I don't have it in front of me, so oh, I guess it's not going to happen. I, mean, I, I can, just, I just I want to express send, regret. I can send it to you, but let's let's. I asked you to. Well, listen, this is about this is about us. This is about the three of us, you know, coming together. <laughs> not, I don't want to be separated by Pokemon, right? You know, I just want to. I just want to collect. I want to collect us together. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked you guys yeah. to bring topics that you want to chat about. 
Tony, what topic did you bring that you'd like to chat about today? Well, Justin, uh, you know the holidays are almost upon us, and really my question, uh, my topic here is kind of like a question, a little bit of a cry for for help maybe even. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we're getting together with family around the holidays, as you tend to do, and I want to know what 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 are some of the, like the things that you tend to consume during the holidays? Like, what kind of media do you consume? What kind of games do you play? Because I'm trying to bring some games over uh, to my dad's place, uh, who doesn't typically play games, because mm-hmm. um, we go stay over there for Christmas. And uh, I want to know. I've never tried this before, but you know, my kids are big into gaming now. Uh, obviously, I love gaming, and I want to. I want us to all do it as a family on christmas i want to feel that warm fuzzy feeling so what would you guys suggest what do you do you guys do this yeah can i ask just a clarifying question for your your big into gaming statement are we just talking Mm -hmm. video games are we also talking like board games and Mm. card games Ooh, that's a good call i didn't think Mm -hmm. about the board game angle but i would definitely be going in the board okay okay all right sean did you okay perfect so thank you that gives me a little bit more room to wiggle there uh sean did you have some that come off your top of your head first wiggle about man i love it well i yeah, let's wiggle around all this stuff. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and because the thing that I do do with my family when we get yeah. together, uh, whether we do it, uh, we did it on Zoom last year or uh, in person as well. Um, I collect the Jackbox games, ma'am. Yeah. Um, I connect it to, I bring it over to wherever we're at. We throw it up on the TV. Everybody grabs their phone or iPads uh, or whatever it is, and we play a lot of Jackbox actually. And Jack, by the way, Jackbox Party Pack Eight on sale on the on eShop. Sale. Mm-hmm. right now so people should definitely go check that out um that is on it that's it's such a go-to and i don't know if it's maybe like too cliche to say i don't know if that's the style of games that you're looking for if that's like kid friendly or not but it's definitely something like when i bring my parents around and i don't really want to do whatever they've got going on I'm like why don't we do this checkbox thing mm-hmm. and i know that they they seem to enjoy that so that that's top of the list for sure for me yeah, that was actually going to be my my first go-to as well is Jackbox. Uh, we do the yeah, exact man. same thing. The thing I actually also like about it, Sean, that you kind of mentioned, especially with the, with the family component, there is fa- like fa- like you can go into the features and do turn like family features, like family friendly on or off. Yeah. Right. So depending on you, we used to do that during Zoom, uh, during lockdown, we'd have Zoom Jackbox party front, you know, events. The kids would be there for the first like hour. Everyone's having a good time. Then the kids would leave. We turn like off the family friendly filter and. And have a couple extra pints and get a little bit weird. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, like, I, I really enjoy that. We actually have done that several times. And as a matter of fact, we're literally planning a, a gathering uh, during the holidays as well with our family. And and my wife was like, so we're packing Jackbox, right? <laughs> so I was like, yep, yeah. yes, we are. So that's an easy default one that I would say uh, go to. Um, I I like couch co-op couch madness games. So a couple that I would maybe mm. throw on your list that are like, and I always think of like with parents or with people who aren't gamers, right? You use the air quote gamers on that one. One of the ones that comes to my mind is Boomerang Foo. That's a really good, okay. like it's it's quick games. You're like fun little characters. You like hit each other. Game matches are like three minutes. So that's super easy. And it's like anyone can win. The skill level, like there is some skill to, you could be like the best. But, like, you could get killed really easily, so that's a good one I would choose. And I think that's up to – I want to think that's up to six players local. Uh, so that's a nice one. The other one that comes to mind as well is Towerfall, which is oh, from the – Oh, that's a great game. Cre- the, the, um, is it Matt Makes Games? I think that's that company. It's the same yep. company that did Celeste, and I think it's Matt Makes Games. Um, and so that's a really good one I enjoy as well uh, that we kind of like we, – we busted out. We would do that one for sure. Um, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of overcooked, 
right? If if your family can do well with yelling at each other, that's a good oh, one to I, do. I don't do so great with that. Chelsea and I paired up and destroyed everybody. All yeah. like all brother combinations, all other spouses in the family. Like we just, it's not even fair actually. Yeah. But I can only take so much of it. It's a little stressful for me. It's a little sure. much. I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up, man. Yeah. I think your unpackaged Mario Party game might also be a good addition to add. You know, I mean, I (laughs) might be a good opportunity to take the saran wrap off that bad boy. That's a good call. Yeah, it is interesting, though, like when you like there is the Mario Party, of course. But then to your point, Justin, like there's real board games, too, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like there. But man, there's something to be said about not having to worry about the rules and just letting the game kind of like guide you through mm. everything. Like whether it's Mario party doing its own thing or even playing like monopoly or risk or something like mm-hmm. that on a, on a virtual screen. I think there's something like that. Uh, and Tony, I don't know if you've played one of these before, but jeopardy wheel of fortune and family feud all on sale on the eShop. And I think those would be super fun to play. Those with would family. probably be pretty good to bring for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cause everybody knows those games, right? They've yeah. been around forever. Yeah. Everybody knows them. I think what I kind of want to bring um, as well is I, I think I might want to bring that brain age game that comes out on December. Yes. Oh, yeah. I just downloaded the demo. The demo is really good. And I played it with my daughter because I wanted to see how it like um, scales mm-hmm. for different because they, they said that's their big thing. Right. So you could play any age and it kind of adjusts. And they did a really good job with that. I think it's really well tuned. Mm. So I'm, I'm really I'm really curious to see how it would be with like you know, my dad older, me and my wife and my my younger son and and my daughter. I think that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Like How do you that. feel about like a just dance? Would you dance with your family? Would your oh, kids yeah. want to do something like that? My, we my haven't got that game yet. And I would. It'd be, yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Those are always fun. I think she has one. Yeah. One of those games. Whenever we're whenever we're doing like the family travel, we will we'll pack the switch. Right. We'll pack the portable Genki dock or whatever it is as well. Right. To make it super easy. So to make it hard. And then we'll pack a bunch of board games as well. So a couple that we kind of go to that maybe to keep in your pocket there, uh, Tony, exploding, exploding kittens is 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 a great card game. Right. I mean, it's very Russian roulette in regards to that. There's a bit of strategy, Mm -hmm. but that's an easy one. Um, Dutch Blitz is a game that we've been getting into a lot lately. It's a relatively easy card game. Right. And, And pairing. Um, another big family, easy one that we enjoy. Cause I think, you know, you think of like your parents, your dads, moms and dads, right. That may be, you know, some games are like, Oh, what this, there's an exploding kitten. This is super weird. Right. So sometimes it's like not approachable sequence is a really good, easy game, right. For everyone to approach with. And you can do teams on that, which I like. Um, and then the other one I would have is Kings of Tokyo. Yes, you stole it from me. Yeah, Kings, we played that together. Justin. We did. That's exactly it. Kings of Tokyo is is kind of a default, uh, a go to for for us as well in a, in our to go bag. Um, all of the games I provide are ones that we we bring out typically when we play their family. And again, mm-hmm. there's just they're just relatively approachable and easy, right? Like no one's you're not you know you're not flipping through five different strategy guides to figure out what you know yeah this sword of blah 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 does. You're like no mom no mom you just need you just need the yellow card. That's all you need. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I like that, especially when you're talking about family games, that they're not too um, challenging. So, yeah, I mean, we've got sort of the other staples. Catan is something that my family's picked yeah. up pretty good. And this is but we're all a little bit older. Um, Ticket to Ride, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sushi yeah. Go. Yeah, that's a, good a really easy a card game. One. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I want to tack onto this um, Kings of Tokyo or, or King of Kings of New York. Um, play it with Amiibo. 
instead of the the toy the little <laughs> things that they give you instead. Nice. It's really fun. Just a little swap out because you just need a toy that like yep. kind of goes on the top or whatever. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony, uh, do you have any of these games that we mentioned before? Or um... uh, yeah, I got I got Sushi Go. That's one that we have. Um, yeah. And I was looking at the the Kings of Tokyo one that I saw that in the stores when we were kind of on our little board game kick there for a little bit. And and then yeah, like I'm just looking up to a shelf now, and there's a bunch of games, <laughs> just tons. Yeah. So I didn't even I didn't even think about that aspect, but that's definitely a good way to go for sure. Yeah, if I was and also I was going to say something, if you're thinking of Kings of Tokyo, because Sean is right, there is a Kings of New, King of New York as well. I find and this is my opinion, Sean, maybe you can, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I found Kings of Tokyo more approachable than Kings I agree, of yeah. New York. So there's two yeah, versions, sure. Tokyo and New York. We have both versions. We never play the New York version. We always play Tokyo version mm-hmm. because it's easy. It's approachable. It's basically Yahtzee. Right. Where the other one is yeah. a little bit more complexity to it. And you're like, wait, what are we doing here? I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, chat. Also, let me let us know here. The chat, the discord, um, Twitch and on uh, YouTube. What games would you recommend as well? It's right in the chat. And let's help out Tony. Tony, the other thing I do. And again, it kind of just depends on like what, like how, how deep in the family do you want to be going? Are you playing with like, you know, your brothers and sisters and cousins and things like that? Or are you like, are you bringing the kids along? Like I bring the, um, nintendo the nes and the and the super nintendo minis to my parents mm. house very mm. easy to do you know i got i have the extension cable so i can actually be a little further away from the tv um and i might have modded them so i just load them up with roms and play un squadron with my brothers that is a super fun time or nhl 94 chris chris 94 mm-hmm. we did we definitely loaded that up as well but yeah from a portability standpoint it doesn't get much better and also gives me a, like at least i'll use them once a year mm-hmm. you know yeah. Yeah, that's Um, awesome. I had a quick question also for you guys. Uh, What about for Christmas movies or TV shows? Do you is there anything that like is kind of tradition to watch? Like just shout out like two if you got to. That's kind of what I'm curious about. For our family, Elf, like um, Will Ferrell's Elf is a staple. The other one that um, it's not a movie, but it's something that we do is we watch a thing called the Late Late Toy Show which is live from Ireland. It actually goes tomorrow, which is like the entire country actually stops and like comes around and like watches this, like basically it's like a Stephen Colbert host who tells, brings in kids and they talk about like, Oh, here's the amazing toys and stuff. You do you, you should be looking out for the season. And then it's like, Oh, and what do you wish for your, you know, Christmas? And someone's like, I wish my daddy would come home because he's in the military. And you're like, Oh, that's a, that's a great idea. You should turn around. And then there's the dad. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, no, they're, they're all, yeah. yeah, that's something that our family does now. But like for TV shows uh, or, or movies, it's got to be Elf. And of course, the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's a good one. I like the new one. <laughs> I like the new. Uh, like the like new the Jim Carrey one. or the new no, Benedict the animated one. Cumberbatch. There's, there's a, yeah, I guess it's Benedict Cumberbatch who voices it. Yeah. yeah, I like that one quite a lot. Yeah. You know who makes that? illumination what oh so you do like illumination cartoons oh look at that yeah yeah mm, okay okay uh in the chat here a couple of recommendations are actually coming in for you here uh great one tony tricky towers from fawns uh clubhouse games really good oh, that's clubhouse a great one games. clubhouse that's games because um, it has the uh download play on there as well so you don't yep. have many copies that's uh great. cards against humanity both adult and family edition uh, so obviously we're in the physical board game and um, 
Ninfrendo mentions 8-Bit Christmas, which just released out yesterday and is available in Canada. If you have Crave, uh, it's on HBO Max, which is free. So Crave, it is on there, uh, 8-Bit Christmas. Uh, for all you Canadians, you have the ability to watch that now as well. Uh, he also mentions Die Hard, <laughs> right? Of course. Oh, Die Hard. I yeah. always yeah. watch me and my wife. That's the first movie that we connected on. She, like, she's from Japan, so Christmas is very different for her as it is here. And her fir- our first Christmas together, we watched Die Hard. And she's like, we always watch Die Hard in Japan in cri- on Christmas. And I just thought that was so crazy because most of the time I talk about movies and she has no idea what I'm talking about because her movies are that she watches are much different than mine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just so weird to connect. So now we we definitely always watch Die Hard on Christmas. It is 100% a Christmas movie. I don't care what Bruce Willis says. Did he say it's not? He said it was not. He weighed in. Hmm. You shouldn't have done that. should not no. have done that. No. You shouldn't have done that. No. Uh, <laughs> Sean, what about yourself? No. You said, you said uh, we watch movies. Grinch, Grinch yeah. is there. I, I wonder, I go back and forth on The Nightmare Before Christmas. Is mm-hmm. it a Halloween movie? Is it a is it a Christmas movie? Um. But yeah, like, I don't know, like kind of the same as you, like Elf and and things like that. Um, Home Alone, if I can pop that thing on, I think is really good. Uh, but we're sort of in the stage right now where we're just watching anything all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if we have too many. I'm looking forward to when my kids get just a little bit older. And we can actually sit through like a whole movie and like do a night of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just sort of like whatever's on TV at, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, my, my two go to's, I have to say, is. There is a Muppet Christmas. Uh, oh, how could I forget? That's my answer. Yes, Muppets. Every all the Muppets, the Christmas yeah. Carol, the oh my the, gosh, yes, the, the one specifically the one where the uh, three characters and the Muppet characters. Yes, all go to Fozzie's like mother's house. Isn't Christmas. that Thanksgiving or is that Christmas? It's, it's Christmas. Oh, it's, it's so one good. of my favorite ones to watch. And, yes, uh, it's a short one, so it's easy to you know sit through. Oh, I'm embarrassed. And then the the other one is a Garfield Christmas special where they go all go to like John's farmhouse, and it's just a real touching Garfield story. Hmm. Also, you know maybe Garfield will be played by Chris Pratt in it. Who knows? <sighs> what do, what can't wasn't he? What? Wait, who did who did Garfield? There was a recent Garfield movie. He's gonna be Garfield. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah, well course, as yes. Mario. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Well, lasagna, pasta, like it's all the same. Mm -hmm. It's all the same. Nice. Uh, Great questions, Tony. Thank you. Hopefully those have uh, also helped you a bit as well. I appreciate that. Uh, Sean, I'm just spending so much money here. Holy crap. Yeah, let's so let's do a quick check in. Right. It's been about 15 minutes since we checked in last. (laughs) What have you purchased? There, I haven't bought anything. I'm just making a list right now. But there's another Street Fighter game here too yes. that I might be considering. I was going to get Ultra. both. Oh my god! There's two. Was, what the heck? Ultra Street Fighter. I heard it's really good online too. And I'm I'm not what I used to be in fighting games, but there like there there's Ultra. Pardon the pun. Nostalgia for Street Fighter. Like that was that was the sleepover game. You'd go over for a birthday party and just like you know, King of the Hill. Winner goes on. Everybody else tries to take the person down and man. And you'd also wonder like who's holding the controller before you? Like whose greasy hands got on this thing? Because I can't yeah. to do that yeah, with yeah. this. It's a little just, bit there's a little yeah, bit of orange dust. Around. You're like, is this is this yeah. Doritos? Ketchup like, what is chips. Going on here? Oh my gosh. Uh, I saw recently in Costco spicy ketchup chip. I thought oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, good stuff. I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. Oh, don't think about it. Just do it. Ah, spicy sometimes. I'm getting to an age now where spicy sometimes doesn't agree with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm at that, I'm gotcha. at that age gotcha now. Gotcha there. Right? Yeah, regret. Where, yeah, uh, yeah things are not a good idea. Uh, Kato, yeah. Kato says her <laughs> list is now like 250 bucks is what she's at. Oh uh, my gosh, I love it. 
That's crazy. Cato, <laughs> yeah. did you actually pull the trigger on anything yet? Uh, Lafford, uh, so Jesse's saying I bought one game so far for one ninety nine and used gold points for it. Nice. So didn't pay anything in my wallet. That is Jesse. He's a he's a Limbo thrifty. is right in there. Limbo, I think, is one ninety nine yeah. US, yeah. and it is excellent. People should definitely play Limbo and check for Inside if it's here as yeah. well. But I just yeah, saw I that Inside is on sale as well mm-hmm. for like super cheap. Can can it's I? Like, 90 cents. Can I ask, do you guys ever use the actual wish list function? And I know Tony you yes. mentioned the uh the the um the, the, the platform that you're using. Um but you actually use it, yeah? Yeah, oh, big yeah. time. Okay. I, I do it as well, and I just I just like put Ori, a list of things yeah. in there. What do you got in that list right now, Sean? Or do you or can you say Ori uh, um Kato's in the chat mentioning Ori, which I I already have on Xbox, but should be on people's lists. I've got on my list so far Xenoblade 2, Persona 5 Strikers, Hyrule Warriors, Hotline Miami, Hotline mm. Miami collection mm. is half off. Uh Limbo is two fifty one in Canada. There's two versions of Street Fighter that I'm thinking about. Uno was up here as well as ten bucks in Canada, sixty percent off. Um all the Jeopardies, the Wheel of Fortunes, and the feuds. Are wow. all there? I think I'm gonna get this Sonic, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. It's all here, dude. Even Axiom Verge two. Dang, dude. Wow. It continues on. It there. It apparently there's no end to this great deals part of the eShop, and I'm just continuing to scroll and. No, I don't know. The thing is, like, they're making it so hard. Like, look at all this. If they could just like put this into a cart, mm-hmm. I would hit go. Yeah. And I will not do that, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I will stop at a certain point where I'll go, like, this is actually taking me too long to buy these games. Mm-hmm. What a miss by Nintendo. Oh, abs- absolutely it is, right? 100%. I use There's the... like 1,800 games on sale right now. Yeah. We yeah. Have yeah. We got the press release from Nintendo, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me, right? I'm like, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not talking about all these games. <laughs> Like, there's not even a cart on the website, right? It's not just the console experience. It's like, no. not even, there's no cart option no. anywhere. No. No. Which it's doesn't, is, and again, this is my ignorance. Is there a cart option on, like, the other platforms? Yeah. Is there? Okay. Also, I want to ask a question here, Sean, as you've got that list of games that you're you're wanting to maybe purchase and, and buy, right? Do you ever cross-reference that with what's available on Game Pass? Always. I think I mostly do it mentally. Like, I don't know that I have to. I don't need to check a list, you know. Okay, okay. okay. I'm kind of an Xbox podcaster, so, oh, I'm just kidding. Okay, so okay, super okay. arrogant. But no, like I kind of I kind of just know. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like I don't think that I some people are like that. Like I think like Donnie from PSVG will buy games on Switch, even if they are on Game Pass. And I think that's his way of kind of supporting the devs. I'm not I'm not quite there, um, even though it looks like I'm going to be making a terrible financial decision later on this evening or over yeah. the weekend. I'm generally pretty cheap, yeah. you know, yeah, which yeah. is why this is so appealing to me. Sure. Like I see 60 percent off and I go, I don't even know what this game is. What is this? <laughs> uh, the world at online fatal. I don't even know what that is. I think it's a Jesse game. Um, yeah, the, other, the other day, my wife was like, I, I had a pair of socks and I was going to buy them. And I was like, twelve dollars for socks. And I'm like, no, thank you. Right. And then I'm like. Special edition Metroid, like 150 bucks. <laughs> Click. So, like, you know, I make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You do. Like you your do. feet. Torchlight yeah. 3 is $12.59. It's what, 60%, 75% off. Like wow. that game is like a Diablo like. Oh my gosh. Those are good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many. So this many is so games. fun. I like this. Good. Hey, hey, speaking of fun conversations, I want to. You guys are both. Actually, before I have this question, you guys are both pretty much in the know about the video game industry, right? Like, I feel like we're pretty well educated. Sure. So if I said like the the whole Jeff Kaplan, Blizzard, Activision nonsense that's going on right now, we all would know what's going on here. 
I don't know Jeff Kaplan's involved. I thought he looked Oh, not bad, Jeff Kaplan. I'm sorry. Mostly... What's his name? Um, it's Bob. Bob. Bobby Kodak. Thank you. There yeah. it is. Bobby Kodak. Kodak, right? What are your What do you guys think uh, both Xbox, Nintendo, and uh, PlayStation are kind of saying, hey, we're uh, we're not happy about what's going on over there? What do you think? What are your what's kind of your thoughts and inputs on that from like an in, an industry perspective? And really, what should uh, what should the the uh, the big three be doing? Uh, or or what would you do? He sounds like a monster, and he yep. should definitely leave. And I feel like these companies are going to. Uh, I think they might rally together, and it's going to be very bad for Activision in the long run if he doesn't get out of there soon. And he should he should be gone. Yeah. Should have been gone months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, what are your thoughts on this one? I think that that is an excellent place to start the conversation. I agree wholeheartedly with every single syllable of what Tony just said. Um, What I think Nintendo, Xbox and PlayStation should do with it, I think is trickier than that. Actually, I think that this gets into some pretty dicey territory in in terms of what um, what the ramifications are. There's precedents that are being set here. And that's why I say that it's tricky. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, that people are wrong to think that he should be gone. I just want to make it absolutely abundantly clear. He should be gone and the buck stops with you at the top. And if there's anything wrong that's going on, it's it's absolutely your fault. Whether you did it or not, you have to take accountability to it. And he's dodging the accountability. I think that's atrocious. I want to make sure that's clear. However, I think that for the companies to publicly condemn or to like maybe even make decisions based on uh, about what games are available to purchase on the various platforms, I think is tricky because it's a slippery slope. And like, obviously this is an extreme case. I don't think we've really ever really ever seen much like it before, but there will be versions of it across the industry, unfortunately. And so do you uphold the standard when something happens at Ubisoft or when something happens at another publisher? Like, I think that's tricky. And I don't know that that's what any of these platform holders really want to get into in terms of holding anybody accountable from a morality standpoint. Like, I again, I think you should be gone. I just one of the things I was talking to um, the guys over at PSCBG about is what I think we're all feeling here is just a little bit of desperation when it when we get down to like the players trying to create a revolution (laughs) to just like try to make something happen, then there's been six to 12 failures along the way there's been failures at the company there's been failures at the um at the justice level there's been failures all over the place here so for it to get to this stage where like what should somebody do it's like there's obviously been something that's been going wrong and i think that that also causes conflict um right what we're talking about with the platform holders but i think it also creates conflict for players as well Mm -hmm. because they're not sure if they should be buying these games or not Mm -hmm. and i think that people are right to make whatever decision that they've made on this front, um, whether they decide to to boycott it or if they decide that maybe purchasing a game is a way to, to show solidarity with the people who like made the games and not abandoning those people. Like it, I think it's, I think it's way too complicated to have a like broad stroke solution apply to it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't think that Twitter especially is not the place to have that sort of opinion. I don't think, or even really to talk about it. I think it's way more complex um than that so i don't know if that gets you into different territory than you were looking but i i do think that well, it's a slippery slope is totally yeah, kind of chimed in there no i i do agree like i do think it's a slippery slope i you know i was thinking you know we've been around this this industry long enough right we have a good enough memory and i think are a bit of students of the game 
that I don't think we've ever seen basically this kind of uniformity in regards to a response, right? Where the three major players are like, yeah, we're not liking what's going on, right? And this is a very interesting, like, like they are they are the developer. You're the publisher. You know, you're 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 putting it on your platform. You're the you're the shopkeeper, right? Right. This is your job. You're like, hey, I sell these games. This is my shop, right? You come here, you get them. We love it. Bang bang. We have quality. This is great. We help with the price and we get some money. Blah blah blah. But this is an interesting statement for the shopkeeper to say. I don't necessarily know if I like what that what's what the what's going on in that shop over there in that uh, in that sweatshop in that in that factory. I don't necessarily know if I like the who's running it right and the agreements and the treatments around that. And I don't necessarily know how that may impact if we decide to sell your 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 sweaters in my shop, so to say. Right, and I think it's a very interesting statement. The only other the only nearest thing that we would have had from this would have been last year's CD Projekt Red when Cyberpunk 2077 was yanked off the market. Now, that was, I mean, that's the closest thing we've ever seen from an actual, like, delisting of content in regards to it, right? But, and no one's saying that that, that Activision Blizzard's content is being delisted, but I think it's, it's a very interesting statement where how does... How does the major players continue their relationship in a way that's supportive, right? Or is appropriate for them in regards because you're 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 right. Like, regardless of what you think about about Kodak, there are people there who are working really hard, who are putting their blood, sweat, and tears, like who are creative, who just want to be like, I want to create a world for you to enjoy, right? They don't they don't get into being game developers or makers because they want to be assholes. Right. Or, uh, or or be horrible people. It's because they're creative. They want to. And so how do you separate the art from the artist? Right. In some ways. Right. And how do you become OK with those things? I have struggled as someone who like I like Overwatch. I like playing Overwatch. It's the only real I've got Diablo, but I'm like and I have these I've already purchased these things. So the financial burden is no longer off is on me. Right. Like like it's not like I'm making a decision whether or not I purchase them. I've already purchased them. But to support it, to promote it. How do you, how do you keep that separated or, or do you find separation? Like when you're playing a game or about to play a game or promote a game on, on Twitter or, or share it on your stream, do you go through a cognitive decision in regards to what you're promoting and maybe the landscape of that, of that kind of um, company? This might be controversial, Justin. I, I like to try to simplify things as best as possible. I think that by me buying Overwatch, I think it's a bit of a leap to say that that means that I support Assault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or malpractice yeah, or anything like for that. for sure. I think that's too much of a leap, and I think people get to that pretty quickly, actually, and it surprises me every once in a while. Um, because it's not necessarily, whether I buy it or not, it's not, It's I'm not, I have no implication, I have no impact on the behavior of that company. It's And this is where, like, the, the sphere of, of influence and responsibility, I think, is really important to define. And the other thing that I want to say while I'm on this as well is, like, what is the specific outcome that people are looking for that would make it okay to then go ahead and start buying things again? Mm-hmm. Or in the case of a platform like Nintendo, what is the specific? They have to be very specific about the outcome that they say, like, this has to happen in order for the games to come back. Right. So I think that that's a that's a lot of muddy water for me to go like, oh, I'm going to boycott until like the game that I really like comes out and I'll probably end up buying that. Mm-hmm. Or do I say something very specific and 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 go like, OK, until until Bobby's out, then I'm not buying in which case I, I think that that makes sense as well but i think we have to get very specific about those types of things in addition to it but yeah i don't um like i said there's too many failures there's too many other failures that have happened and it's not our fault 
for that because these things have been happening the whole time while we've been buying the Diablos and the World of Warcrafts and everything else like that. And we didn't do the thing. You know, I think it's too much to I actually think that it's too much to place on a player um, that they're encouraging it or making it happen. I think that's way too much. I think the blame the the buck stops at Bobby. And I so whatever it takes to make that happen, I think there are other ways. But yeah, I think it's like I said, I think it's too much for for players to own that responsibility. I think it's completely misplaced, to be honest with you. That's good. Good insight. Tony, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, like like Sean's saying, like if it gets to the players part, then, you know, there has been failures. But I think there's just it, it's to such degree that there has been failures that that were it's the situation now where the platform holders even need to, to talk about this yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. that yeah, it, it has gotten too far. Mm-hmm. Any other normal situation, it wouldn't have gotten to this. So the fact that it has, that's why I think there eventually could be drastic ramifications with mm-hmm. shops and whatnot and the games mm-hmm. themselves. But I too, I struggle with separating the art from the artists. Like there's a and that's in all forms of media, like in any, there's a bunch of movie stars that are jerks, but they make great movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you not watch those? I, I struggle with this a lot, actually. And when, and when all this stuff start first started coming to light, I was really struggling with Diablo too, especially yeah. around that, that mm-hmm. launch, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it isn't fair to, to punish the, the teams that work on this, but mm-hmm. you don't, you also don't want to support the bottom line of of activision who continues to keep somebody in in uh you know in that role in that mm-hmm. leadership role and he should just be gone i think like that's it's yeah it just yep. it has gotten too far and mm-hmm. there's and there's such yeah and i think tony there's it's interesting as you were saying that there's this kind of this like statement that i had in my mind of like you don't want to support them but you also do want to support them because this is yeah. people's work Right, they have put time and energy and passion and love into it. And the other reality of it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put on the Justin business hat here, is that if something doesn't sell well, and you're not making back your profits, what will traditionally happen is you begin to make cuts. You need to continue to to be able to save money, right? So, by the way, that project that we ran, yeah, by the way, we need to reduce that team now because they're obviously didn't it didn't make back its value, right? You have so much money that you need to be bringing back. So now you're like. Well, now I didn't buy a game because the company I don't is kind of being, you know, a bit of a douchebag. And now the impact is ultimately going to end up in the employee, right? The person who is designing the art, the person who is putting in the sound effects, person who's doing the, the VO, not necessarily the CEO who needs to be moving, right? So I think it's it's a real challenge to kind of to kind of separate those two things as well. Well, and I think the, the discussion itself, you know, it's not like um, whether or not games are selling is one thing, but I, I think that it's undeniable that. Activision Blizzard has taken a massive reputational uh, hit here. Mm-hmm. And that manifests itself across a number of different dimensions, whether it's the stock price or even who wants to work there. So is there a talent drain that happens over the course of time? Like this company will be hit by this, whether it's our purchases or not. Like there, it's like I said, there's it's so complex. There's a lot of different like kind of vectors that impact this thing. And so that's just when thinking about Blizzard and Activision. But I think that the conversation itself is almost like a bit of a warning shot to everybody else. Mm. Like, hey, this isn't okay anymore. Mm-hmm. And if it is happening somewhere else and other people are going, mm, let's let's tighten up our HR practices. Let's make sure like I, I have to imagine that other well 
intentioned organizations are looking at this. This is the case study of, you know, 2021 of like what you don't want to be and what you don't want to do. So I do think that there is a benefit to us having the conversation and talking about it, whether or not we're taking action specifically of boycotting this thing. Um, but the reputational risk is something that is being noticed across the industry and creating spaces where people will want to go to work and for Activision, like where you maybe want to think twice about it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's impacts that are beyond sales. I think we have a, a we do a actually a poor job of this. Uh, generally speaking, if we are the ones who are leading conversations on the internet of like fully exploring it, because we lock so quickly to boycott and mm-hmm. a simple, a simple, because we can understand and I don't, I don't begrudge anybody who does it, but it's like there's, you have, when something is as complex as this, you have to have solutions that are a little bit more well-rounded to it and have discussions that are a little bit more, yeah, like exploratory, I think, than just to go like, this is it. And if you're not on board, by the way, that's the other thing that kind of drives me crazy about it. It's like, if you're not on board with this boycott, then like, you might as well be doing the assault yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we are far, we are miles apart, even though at the core, we're all agreeing, obviously, assault is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think that it's, it requires this length of conversation, I think, as well, Justin. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no worries. Well, I'm glad that we can have and kind of have a bit of a chat about it. It's been more of a serious tone. Uh, we've kind of gone all over the map today on on, on seriousness, mm-hmm. identifying, you know, what it means to be Canadian, what's going on in Activ- Activision Blizzard. Cold. And of course, and of course, what's your favorite poutine, right? Real hard hitting stuff over here on the, on right. the all Canadian takeover. Uh, Sean, you brought an item for us to discuss as well, right? Well, you know, in the light of the fact that we're all Canadian, here's the Canadian takeover. One thing that I, I wasn't sure if people really realize is like how much how many video games come out of Canada, mm-hmm. you know, and, and our government and just the way that we are set up and tax breaks and everything make it um, very appealing for game developers and publishers to set up teams all across our beautiful nation, mm-hmm. my friend. So I thought that we might explore a little bit this mm. thing and um yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like Justin, do you even how much stuff comes out of Canada, or do you just think like it's all out of Seattle or Japan? Either? No, like, I, you, I, like, I, this, this is this is what it means to be Canadian, maybe. Yeah, you know? no, I, I think, uh, I definitely, I think my perspective from game development is not necessarily centralized to the U.S. Right or Japan, uh, and I think a couple mm. of that's byproduct again. When I was over in over in Europe, like there's a lot of development studios over there, right? And and you know, I got to. Walk, I walked down the streets of Copenhagen and it was like right beside one of the EA offices, like big EA yeah. on the side. It was like, oh, yeah, right. Forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think that Canada has always done has been. And, and obviously, when I think of game development in Canada, my my brain naturally heads to the West Coast, if I'm being very honest, into Vancouver, right into those studios, kind of like right up uh, kissing on the border of uh, Seattle, obviously, right into Redmond. We're kissing on that border there, but still on still on the northern side, right? Some studios over there. Um, I, sorry, Gears. What's that studio? Um, Coalition. Coalition's yeah, over in Vancouver, right? The uh, Phoenix Labs, the folks that do Dauntless, is over in Vancouver. Of course, Edmonton. Edmonton, well-known for um, for Mass Effect. And of course, that's the mm-hmm. Bioware studio, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Yep. Right. And then and then as we move, we move more east, uh, Idis Montreal or, I, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got um, some Ubisoft teams in Toronto, Quebec. Ubisoft Toronto, Far Cry right. 6. Exactly. Yeah, We've got some major mm-hmm. studios up up in Canada. And we continue to see this major kind of development of the Canadian scene in regards to video game development as well. Not to mention then we've got some indie indie um, 
smaller ones. Uh, the Long Dark, and I believe the group behind that is Hinterland, if memory serves. Um, and their their game, The Long Dark, feels like it's placed right in Canada. Uh, and it, it could may, only it, have been made by Canadian. It, it may geography. actually be can it may actually be placed again. I can't remember. Um, Matt makes games. Right yep. again. That's a that's an example of of Celeste. So so I think that our and I don't know whether there's a byproduct. I know it's, it's the chicken and egg, right? Are our studios being put in Canada because we have great tax breaks, right? Yes. And are great games coming out of Canada because we have great studios, or is it yes. we have great studios because we have great um, talent? Right. That is drawing people here. Like, is it Canadian talent or is it a lot of like we've set up an office in Vancouver? We've set up an office in Montreal. But by the way, these are a bunch of, um, you know, immigrants, right, who've come over and are working out of these offices. Right. Or, they're, you know, so um, I don't know. What what other studios come to your mind when you think of these things? Well, I'll jump on that to say, like, I think it starts with the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have like a like because you think about like even Santa Monica down in down in the U.S. and California. And once you have like a naughty dog set up there, you have a little like Sony Santa Monica. Suddenly, like you've got like this pool of talent who live there. Like it's mm -hmm. like these. I think this is the part of the conversation that sometimes gets missed. It's like these games are made by real people yep. who live in a city and they like, you know, they go to the grocery store. So like, yeah, like setting up the tax breaks or the incentive to uh, create a business and have people move to those places, I think is number one. And then, yeah, number two, then you start to kind of cultivate from there. Uh, one thing that I, you know, I, and I, I'm so glad you brought up all the, all of those studios. One thing that, um, as I was looking into this kind of, I was reminded of over there in Vancouver, British Columbia, a game, a game studio that Nintendo fans might be appreciative of is, is next, next level, level game. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, man. Of course. Next level games has got to be one of the top developers for Nintendo, Luigi's Mansion 3, Metroid mm -hmm. Prime, Federation Force. How could forget yep. Metroid Prime? Federation Force. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Uh, punch Out. Lots of stuff coming out of this. Mario Strikers Charged. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite games of all time comes from Next Level Games, man. Vancouver, British Columbia is a very, very cool city in the in the, in the world. And lots of really cool studios coming out of there, my friend. Yeah. And like there's a lot of talent, especially at like Next Level Games. Like that the animations they do on Luigi's Mansion, the the cartoon mm -hmm. effect to punch out, like they're just doing some really phenomenal stuff there. And so much so that Nintendo decided to put a ring on it mm -hmm. like ten yeah. months ago. Yeah. And uh they they they, they kinda they kind of fill that like retro studios vibe for me. You know, yep. like they're they're able to take these these dormant franchises or franchises don't get used enough by first party Nintendo and and then re really do something special with them. So I'm really glad that Nintendo snatched them up specifically. Yeah. The other part of that we probably we probably don't see and I um full, full transparency recently I uh saw a job opportunity for an, for an organization for a game studio and I sent my application into them and I did some research and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's the Canadian company." And then I, as I read through the the resume or read through the posting, it was actually their head location was in Canada. But they had other studio offices all across the U.S. as well and another office in Canada, right? So while their, while their head office may be Canadian, they had so many other offices as well. And I think that's another thing. We think of these head offices that are located in, in, these, in, these, in these countries, right? But often studios or smaller working teams are in different locations. So you may have like some of the folks at, you know, Santa, you know the Santa Monica team you know, doing Naughty Dog or doing the God of War, who's actually located in Toronto, right, as a satellite office doing smaller groups as well. But we never hear them because it's not the head office, 
right? right. And, and so there's a lot of that talent across the U.S. and across Canada as well. It's great stuff. So, Well, shout out also to Drinkbox Studios is another one that mm, I wanted to, yeah, to yeah. bring up to Toronto-based. Um, man, they made some of my oh. favorite games. Probably people recognize them from Guacamelee, Guacamelee, but Severed is excellent. Yeah, Played it on the Vita. It's also available on the Switch, that game, and iOS and everything else Who's like that. Who's the company that did Runbow? Runbow. Oh, I don't know those Thir- guys. Uh, 13 AM uh, Games. 13 AM Games. They are also it, Canadian uh, company. Yeah, there, there's a big scene there in the Toronto area. Ontario, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, Studio MDHR is one of the scrappiest, I think, developers we've ever really seen. The developers of Cuphead, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, family-owned company. It's uh, the Molden Howers. That's what MDHR is sort of shortened down to. Um, and, like, these aren't just, like, oh, I made a game in my garage and it's a, you know, text-based game, not to take anything away from that, but, like, like Cuphead is, like, revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, like, one of the industry-leading games, and it's going to be developed into a Netflix show as well, and the IP itself is just excellent, came out of nowhere. So, you know, this is something that, when you talk about what does it mean to be Canadian, one of the things that it, I think sometimes it means is, like, we're not very good about being proud about stuff mm-hmm. that we make. Mm-hmm. Like, we just sort of, like, let it fly under the radar, so I'm actually not surprised when we go, like, that's why I wanted to bring this up to kind of shine a spotlight on it because it's just something that we don't really do you know so like that is like when you talk about like a bioware and a studio mbhr like kind of opposite ends of the spectrum but both recognized as world absolutely world-class in the truest sense of the word Mm -hmm. this isn't just like good for canadians you know like brian adams it's (laughs) it's like really good shout out to brian adams i love brian adams guys killing it you know still Mm -hmm. still Still. cuts like Mm -hmm. a knife summer 69 he does amazing job right right yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a good topic because I, I think, you know, love the opportunity, you know, I love it whenever we can just get an opportunity to humanize, right, these, yeah. right, because because there is a human factor, there's a human cost to these things mm-hmm. that we enjoy, right? Like, it, ang- it, it angers me, anger, I guess, is the right word, well, like, disappointment, maybe, when, like, a game gets delayed and all of a sudden you see, where's my game, I can't believe it, blah, like, like there's a human cost to do these things, right? This thing that you want, and I understand we all have wants and we, we're all excited about something, but the reality of like it getting, you know, kind of just like slowed down and all of a sudden stop because yeah, we're, we're, we don't want to crunch our, we don't want to crunch our, our employees, right? We don't want to put them through crunch and all this kind of stuff to be like, well, uh, I'm still disappointed about it. Be like, no, these are people. These are blood, sweat, tears, hours away from family. Uh, to provide you with a with a you know forty hours of enjoyment, and, and so there well, there's think about go ahead, think about like if you were just doing your normal job, and then everyone on the internet was nitpicking every mm-hmm. single thing that you were doing at your normal job, mm-hmm. right? So you're just trying to make your make your living and do your thing, and you're hearing things like oh you know uh, Justin didn't get the reports done on time, now this is all delayed. And it's like and people make a make a narrative around that and it can negatively affect. Could you imagine what the, if this does to these people's mental health? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't even imagine like any of us try to create anything like as small as a YouTube video or a podcast. And mm-hmm. and that alone just feels like you're putting your blood, sweat and tears into it. And and it's like, yeah, these people are building these giant games or any kind of game and just being picked apart. For stuff that mm-hmm. they have, you know, they're just trying to do their best, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a great conversation, Sean. Thank you for, thanks for thanks, bringing man. it up. I appreciate it. 
It's really Thanks good. Thanks for having with us. No worries. Well, folks, why don't we do a little bit of let's jump into what we've been playing, shall we? I have it. a button for that. Uh, Tony, I'm going to go to you first. What have you been playing, sir? I know it's so dead, but I've been playing Halo, 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 and a little bit of more Halo. Yeah. I've been drinking Halo Rockstars. I've been yeah. going to Halo Pringles, getting double XP. I posted a picture on Twitter today of like uh, like 15 Halo cans. I may, you know, you know, you level up that battle pass or you die trying, and I might just do that. I might just From cardiac that. arrest because of your Rockstar, exactly. your, your, your energy drinks? That's exactly exactly it how could i forget about that did they have but, chips ahoy as well the with the packages they, they i think they had that last year yeah, when it was supposed to come out exactly yeah and uh yeah just playing lots of halo and really working on that battle pass i find it really easy to uh chip away at those challenges and i kind of like to have a i like to have a, a kind of a shooty shooty mindless game mm -hmm. and then maybe a more chill game going on as well i like to dual wield those so like um, Animal Crossing again is is I've been playing it since before the update, trying to get ready for the update. Then they surprise dropped the update and ruined all my plans. But I just keep trying to pick away at that, and I haven't even touched the the Happy Home Designer stuff yet because I'm still just like going through all this the new stuff on the update. Like it's like just going to Captain's Captain's Island all the time. Like oh, just taking that ride brings a tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. Nice. Love that. Well, let's, I'm going to suspect, you know, Sean, you, I'm going to suspect you've been playing Halo, right? I've been playing one of the most storied franchises in the history of video games, Halo. No, uh, Pokemon. This is oh. the year of Pokemon for me, man. I decided for whatever reason, 2021 was it. I am going all in. I, I played the crap out of Pokemon Go. At one point, I was getting in decent shape with uh, all the walking that I was doing. Uh, I've completely undone that now because it was my daughter's birthday and I had all the cake. I ate the entire Pokemon game <laughs> cake. And it's Pokemon everything here, man. I'm I'm learning all, like, not all of them, but many of the Pokemon. I never thought I would be able to commit this to memory at all. And I'm in it, dude. I'm really enjoying my time just kind of getting into this thing that I kind of missed as a kid. Um, I was a little I just missed Pokemon growing up. But as I, I uh, th and this might sound funny to you because I know you're such a Pokemon aficionado, um, quite a connoisseur, somebody who's just been with the, the, the franchise for many, many years. So I don't know if it, you know, kind of ticks you off that I'm just getting into it now. But yeah, I am. Yeah. Man. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm a level five Charmander pro. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's a thing. Right. So let me ask you this. So you're 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 diving into you're diving into the Pokemon is it, yep, brilliant diamond. Yeah. And I and I, I saw on Twitter uh, the amazing pictures uh, that Chelsea posted of the cake. Mm -hmm. I believe. Right. Are you getting in? Let me ask you, are you getting more into it because your kids appear to be getting really attached to it more? Or was this kind of just like this is you getting into it? like so where is this where is this coming from? Yeah, I think it's a that's a actually a deeper question than maybe you even know because I wonder sometimes when we go out and play Pokemon Go, I'm like, is this for me or like are you guys like they're into it as well, of course. But mm -hmm. I'm like, like I'm really enjoying my time with it. So I do th I think it's equally column A and column B on that, and just you know, it's something that is such an easy thing for at least the way I see it is such an easy thing for me as a dad to do. It's like if they are enjoying it and I'm enjoying it, it's like well, this is what we're gonna be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is such a gift that it's. Um, if you're ever looking for something to connect with your kids on, it's like, holy crap, that like I love doing this and they are 
they want to watch me play it and we want to go out and catch Pokemon together and like it becomes part of our lifestyle. So, yeah, there's probably an element there that maybe otherwise if it wasn't there, I wouldn't be quite as into it. But mm. I also think that I think Pokemon Go and maybe Jesse would speak more um, eloquently about this. Like, I think Pokemon Go is in a really great spot right now and somehow the the pandemic maybe it had helped that with some of the changes that they made to the game mm-hmm. that made it more accessible uh, or easy to to benefit from the various things that you do with the game. Um, but yeah, I just, I've, I've also spent the last couple of years on We The Gamer Cast talking about what got people into video games, you know, back in the day and just time and time again, it was Pokemon this and Pokemon that. So it just became something that I didn't feel like I could really ignore for much longer. Mm-hmm. And I, where we are now is, you know, with Pokemon Brilliant Diamond is what I'm playing. And for me, this seems to be like a pretty good quality remaster or, uh, whatever we're going to call it, like a, a refresh on the thing. So I don't have like the... I never played the original one, so I'm not going to get into what's different or what I was expecting them to do. I'm just kind of happy with, like, I like the starters. I mm-hmm. think they're super cute, and I've liked that I picked Piplup, and the game kind of looks like uh, Link's Awakening or Link Between Worlds or something like that. Like I And I think the music is cute, and the art style is good, and it's easy for me to understand, and it's kind of rewarding me. It's making me feel smart on that front, my friend. Nice. Yeah, good. Well, that's good that you're enjoying that. I, I think that's that's fantastic. Uh, okay, like a good for you from Justin. No, it was, it was funny. Like, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad because I, I, I actually thought maybe you you had had a nostalgia for it before. And I was wondering. So no, was not even from. a little bit. But I also think, you know, going back to your statement before, any time that we can connect with our children on something that we equally share that love and passion yeah. for as fathers, we need to cultivate that. Right. Yeah. So whether 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 it's because they want Pokemon or you want Pokemon, you're all engaged in it. That's the thing that matters. Right. And, and, and so mm-hmm. so where it comes from doesn't really matter as long as you're enjoying it. Right. I yeah, think man. that's critical. I was just curious about whether there was uh, where that kind of was driving from. Again, I, I know I'm getting some I'm getting some slack on here because they're like, Justin's having a conversation about Pokemon and he's not falling asleep. Right. Um, but I think it's, <laughs> I do think it's important to kind of understand those things. And obviously it was a big launch this uh, this last week for yeah. it as well. Uh, big thanks to Nintendo for sending us a copy of that as well. Jesse's doing our coverage. So we appreciate that. Are you excited about the one coming on January? Our Arceus? I yeah. am. Uh yeah, I think that nobody knows how to say this yeah. name. Um, and yeah, I think 2022 will just kind of carry on over. And I'll be interested to see, you know, as an outsider kind of coming on into the um, to the Pokemon pool, as it were. I just wonder, like, how toxic can it be? Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes we just we like to get bit, get very critical about our things. And I talked about that with Nintendo a little bit earlier. And that is the one thing that, you know, I definitely noticed with Pokemon as well is like, Nobody's ever happy and like these things are catastrophic and all these things. And one thing I kind of had like a light bulb moment when Lincoln was quite a bit younger and he played Yoshi's Woolly World for the first time and he loved it. He was playing on mellow mode, I think it was called, mm-hmm. like where it's just like there's no time limit. You can do whatever you want. You can play the level over and over and over again. And I'm like, this game is clearly not for me. Like this is for him. This is for a kid. And I have to think about that with like Pokemon a little bit like the the, the task that we put on Nintendo and Nintendo sort of tangent or adjacent games is such a tall one in order for it to be for, you know, kids our uh, that my, my kids age four, five, six, seven years old, a RPG game. And then like also satisfied me who has been or somebody else who's been playing this game for the last 25 years. Like that is really that's a tall order that not too many other game makers are tasked with. So like kudos to them for that. And I just I don't know, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I don't want to get too much into like really just being really overly critical about it because 
I think that's what's going to happen, probably more so with Arceus than anything, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the comparison with uh, Breath of the Wild that they're, it's probably it's an unfair for creating. Yeah, it's an unfair. Yeah. Well, I think it, it, it probably is, you know, because it's one of the best games of the generation, if not of all time. And then Pokemon, which obviously comes with its own cachet, and it looks like that game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, people's expectations are high for, I think, a very good reason, but ultimately, I think people will be disappointed by it. I'm trying to keep my, as as Zach Erickson would say, like keep our keep my expectations very measured on this, mm-hmm. and just kind of go in and enjoy riding around a Basque Legion because that sounds awesome to yeah. just wander around the uh, the oceans with this giant fish thing. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's, doesn't it's, that sound good to you? Are you it, not like intrigued? Like, are I, you just I, hardened in your stance and Pokemon hatred right now? <laughs> uh, I, I would. So like I get the character that you're playing, right? Yeah, there, yeah, there, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? And I see, I'm seeing a lot of the the chat pop off. There is a caricature, right? And, and I think you know, Sean, it's you more and, than the two minutes. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you and I have talked about this before, like the the podcasting character, right? And, right. And, and what you turn up and turn out. I I am a full so if I'm if I'm removing the veil and taking off the mask for a moment I'm just really happy that people find things they like right, right. I I get right, I I bug Jesse about it because we are we are very different on different a lot of different um you know opinions of things but like the story that never gets told was the time that I was down in Kansas City brought my switch he came to pick me up I had my switch and I had Pokemon loaded on my switch and I was like yeah. I need help getting some of these characters. Can I do some <laughs> trades with you? And like his son, Matthew, like grabbed my switch and like sat in the back of the car as we're like going for ribs, swapping characters. And I had this like full decks. And I was like, yeah, awesome. That's so good. Right. I find for me, a lot of it is, is usually the actual um, city or location. So I was really attached to um, sword and shield because it was placed in Europe, right. Kind of placed in England. I kind of have a, have a, have an affinity for that. I feel a connection there. So it feels kind of like a natural uh, thing, but, but I, but much like you and maybe Tony, probably like you, I was past Pokemon when Pokemon came in, right? Like yeah. I, I was probably one or two years out of it. Uh, had yeah. I been a couple years younger, I'm sure like knowing my personality, I would have been all in. Uh, so yeah, there's a little bit of a character there I play. Um, I also think it's fascinating. Just Pokemon is such a huge, massive brand. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like today in the Mace, is it Macy's parade? The Thanksgiving yeah. parade? Pikachu floating down the right. And everyone's like, that's a Pikachu, right? Like you've got, you've mm-hmm. got character recognition, the same as like, that's a Mickey mouse. That's a Ronald McDonald. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so ingrained. Uh, I went and saw detective Pikachu with my kids and I was like, I, like they didn't ask to do it. I was like, I want to go see this. This looks really funny. Would you come with mm-hmm. me? And they're like, really dad? I was like, yeah, I will pay your, t- like I'm buying your tickets and you're getting sweets. You just got to sit here for two hours and watch Ryan Reynolds be an ass at. Do you want to do this or not? And they're like, okay, we're going to do this. Right. Amazing conversation. <laughs> so that's how, that's how I it's the interaction with your family. That's how I talk, right? That's how I, how I rule. Um, but, it, but it's, uh, but I think it's a really fascinating, uh, fascinating thing with it as well. But again, I'm, I'm happy that people find happiness in games. I'm not a fan. And to your point of the toxicity of communities that are created, right. Regarding yeah. ideas or, or brands or like, how about we just welcome everyone, right? Yeah. Whether and and so when everyone's like, oh, but Justin's you know commentary about Pokemon, it's a it's a character, right? Like it's yeah, you know it's, it's a bit of fun. So, but I do want to ask though, because this will segue to mine. Uh, two things, three things that I've been playing. First one, I've been playing Death's Door on the Nintendo Switch. Mm. I am loving it. That is a nice. very cool game. Love the love the um the musical design. 
The oh, sound, yeah. it's fantastic. I love the art style. Controls really nicely. Um, I love the, you know, like you die and it just says death, right? And boom. <laughs> and you're kind of back in. And, and now that area is unlocked that you're in, right? Like this roguelike elements with a, with a, with a, with a Zelda-esque kind of frame around it, I think is fantastic. I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, I can see why it got as much critical acclaim as it did uh, during the beginning of the year. Um, and I'm only a couple hours into it, but I think it is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, the other game I'm playing is East Eastward came out in September. Oh, yeah. uh, man, that is such a such a homage to games like Earthbound. Uh, and if you haven't checked it out or played it, I think you should really recommend it uh, or I would really recommend it. I've been absolutely loving it. It's been a great fun, great um, dialogue, fantastic graphics, um, a lot of fun. Just again, what games need to be right just those things so and then the third game i've been playing it's a it's a new franchise um you guys might want to write it down hello hello infant infinity i think i don't know it's a new just came out recently it's a free-to-play shooter it may have something it may have something Mm -hmm. there that people should look into it uh so i've been playing i haven't i'm playing halo infinite uh on look at uh, that on my uh game pass on my game pass cloud you beta need game pass well yeah i don't even need game pass but that's how it's i feel like i'm getting value of it if i use it that way at least mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. man it's a great game it's fantastic it great yeah i can tony i don't blame you for for running through that battle pass like that's amazing transcending onto a nintendo podcast as well like yeah. that's the truest sign i was saying earlier i was saying earlier i was like phil phil has got me two of the three components i've got a controller Right. I've got your game pass and an Internet connection. The only thing I'm missing now from being an Xbox Xbox, like all in fan is a system. But you've already got like I've already, you're already giving me what I want. Uh, and I absolutely love the fact it's it's quick to jump into. Right. I'm, I've been playing on my Lenovo ThinkBook laptop. Right. Which is essentially a corporate laptop. Right. Uh, I, a couple of days ago, I, I connected it to my iPad and played uh, with my wireless or with my controller. Games are snappy. They're quick. I don't, I don't now. And here's the other thing. And I guess from an Xbox perspective, recently, they just put in the patch where you have the ability to access cloud games, correct? On right. Your on, on the other, on your system, on your systems. And I have noticed since that time that like whatever they did, they created server space or gave it more love or turned on, turned a couple switches on the experience has been so much better from a server perspective, Mm. from a connectivity perspective. Um, it's been really, really cool. Uh, I really, really love it. And I, again, love the fact that I can connect, right? Tony, you want to catch up for a match? Yeah, we absolutely can. Sean, you want to jump in? So easy, so approachable. I love what Xbox is doing right now. Um, kudos to them. This is a banger. Um, and uh, as a guy who loves games like Apex Legends, Fortnite, right? Uh, this has definitely got my attention. Uh, I find the maps really good. Like a lot of the map variety is good. The play variety is good. There's nice... Um, kind of dynamic levels in it. Um, it feels it feels like a good shooter. I'm not great at it, though. I will say that right now. I am not great. I get whooped pretty good, but I have a lot of fun playing it. So nice, I don't know. Man. Yeah. Tony, any other thoughts for you for uh, for for Halo and what keeps drawing you into it? Well, for Halo, here's a couple tips for you. Here's a here's a tip I would give you. If you go into the accessibility options, you can turn on um this like outline around your team and the opposite team i find that 
incredibly helpful. I go with green for myself and then red for the opposite team. I find that really, really helpful. It, it has improved my, my game a lot. And uh, really just work on those challenges, I think, is just... And working on those challenges actually taught me how to play better, mm. which is really surprising because yeah. I suck at Halo. I, I've always been not very great at it, but I enjoy playing it. And yeah, it's just great. And to your point about like the, um, the uh, cloud gaming on the console, uh, when Forza first came out uh, last week or two weeks ago now, um, I jumped on through my Xbox One S on cloud gaming, and I couldn't believe how good it worked, especially in a game that, that goes at such speeds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see, like, the only hiccups I saw were, like, a couple of graphical hiccups, like, three times in the, like, hour and a half I played. And then I turned it off, and it was so good that when I woke up in the morning, instead of bringing my Xbox Series X out, I just played it on there again. Mm-hmm. And I had such a great time, great experience. It's really phenomenal what they're doing with cloud gaming. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I the video I shot when it came out, it's on our YouTube channel. You can see the performance. Like, it is bad. There are lines that are coming through it. The, it's pixelating horribly. I think the game dropped once. Um, and so I was like, this is not a great experience. And then today, I jumped on for a couple matches. And I mean, it was like night and day. Like I, I, like I was thinking to myself, I was like, is, am I, was I on the wrong network before? Right. Mm. Like, am I, have I turned off all the Wi-Fi in my house? Like it was just such a good experience. And then I was like, oh yeah, they changed these things. Right. So if you're doing a mass roll like that, you have to have improved the platform. Right. And I think they've really done that. And I've been absolutely shocked. So Sean, um, obviously, yeah, Tony, you're continuing to play it. Absolutely love it. You bought the battle pass, Tony. Um, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you're all in. Same. Yeah. I'm all in. How much is the battle pass? Like a tenner? Like two, Ten, yeah. two, two John A. McDonald's. Is that right? Two, two, two John A's. Two, two John <laughs> two A's. All right. Two blues. I like that. Two okay. John A's and uh, kids playing hockey on the back. Skating. Yeah. Yep. Good, good, good. <laughs> Sean, what's your experience been like with it? Halo is, it's exactly what I want. I, I, I don't know that I'm like as articulate about Halo as maybe some others, but like we've been playing Halo Master Chief Collection almost every Saturday for like the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I had a re- revelation today. This might not make any sense to a Nintendo audience, but it reminded me of a game I used to play on PC back in the day, which was called Unreal Tournament. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this gives me some Unreal Tournament vibes. And that is really, that's really clicking for me as well. Um, and it, yeah, it's, I actually can't believe that it's here. You know, it's been quite the journey um, to the road to uh, to Halo Infinite has been pretty interesting, to say the least. And the fact that it's here and not going away, like it feels temporary. It feels like we're just getting a little taste and they're going to take it away from us. But that's not the case. Halo is here. Um, we've been playing it on Twitch.tv slash Sean Capri on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, the only time zone that matters. Of only course. time zone. That matters. And we had like tw- we had like 20 people show up in this and we, we couldn't even join other games. We had to create our own custom matches, which is which is awesome. And there is a lot of, I think, crossover and a lot of things that kind of remind me of when a when a game lands on Nintendo that has happened is that everybody is there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that happens when a Nintendo game lands where it's like they've they've done it. Xbox has done a great job of not distracting us with like games that are coming next year. We don't know really any any dates after this. Um, December 8th is what everybody is looking at for for Xbox. Mm hmm. And so everybody's here. You fire up a game and 20 people show up. And I feel like that's kind of like a Mario Kart type of deal or whatever. Pick, pick your Nintendo games, Splatoon. Um, when when an event like this happens and everybody shows up, like that's the sign that you've got a winner. And they have 
reduce to your point, Justin, like they, they've reduced the barriers of entry, like to such a stupid degree. Mm-hmm. Like the way that I kind of describe this game is that it's free like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And it's like as available as Fortnite. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just don't think that people really like understand that. Like, if if you can think about how prolific and how where how Fortnite is everywhere, that's Halo on your PC and cloud on you can cloud mobile. Uh, if you have Xbox on any Xbox, for God's sakes, like you can accidentally end up playing Halo at this point. Can it's you, so it's so everywhere. Can you see a world where in a world, in a world where Halo Infinite is available on the Nintendo Switch. No. Why? I don't... I, I, I because, I, <clears throat> because if you're using it like... If you're using the idea like Fortnite, right? Where it's free yeah. to play and it's, and it's you know, cross-platform. Is there a reason it couldn't? Obviously, no. you know... I mean, you could make the cloud version of it, right? You'd have to, right? Mm-hmm. Can't run local, Wouldn't right? Wouldn't that be interesting? But there's... But I mean, why... 95 million Nintendo Switches in the wild, right? Yeah, that, there is something. You know why that. Apex there Legends really recently is. had one of the highest years they've ever had? Because they mm-hmm. got it on the Switch. So I think, and this is maybe similar to conversations we've had in the past about just Game Pass on Switch. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think if it were up to Microsoft, it would be on there today. Yeah. And I think it's more of a Nintendo thing that they actually don't want it over there. There is a philosophical conversation to have about whether or not Xbox should have um, such a such an important IP available on non Xbox platforms, and I think that might also be the 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 bridge that has to be created for for it to make sense for Microsoft to put it on theirs. If Halo is on Switch, all you must also have other ways of spending money uh, well, there, on on Xbox stuff. And I know my, uh, Minecraft is probably what you're going to bring up. Right well, after no, that I too. like my idea is like spin it, spin it off. Like I'm not saying bring Game Pass. I'm saying spin that off as its own standalone game. That you could put yeah. on the cloud version of a Switch, and you oh, you want to buy your Battle Pass? Yeah, just like you would buy your Battle Pass through Apex Legends, yeah, through Fortnite, through all of that. Right? It's a standalone. It, treat it as a fr- like treat it solely as a free to play game. So if you're a publisher mm-hmm. and you have a free to play game, how do you get it out to more people? You put it on every platform available, right? And what I'm and what you're hearing from Phil Spencer is. He wants more people to be jumping into the, into the ecosystem, right? He's talked about like having it on smartphones. He's talked about the dongles, right? This is his strategy, right? So why would you not spin it off as its own as its own game? So it's it's just Halo Infinite. Go to your eShop, buy it there, and by the way, you can buy your Battle Pass there, and 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 you know, uh, Nintendo takes their thirty percent cut like they would for everything else, and seventy percent goes to Microsoft, right? And so you're just allowing more people that access. I think it has to. Sorry, go ahead, Tony. I think I think Sean's one hundred percent right on it. I think it's more of a Nintendo thing than it would be a Microsoft. I think if it was up to Microsoft, this probably would be going on already. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I really don't because Xbox is a competitor to Nintendo. It's not like Fortnite's a competitor to Nintendo. Yeah, it's, it's just a game, right? So like, and and having a game like Halo, I don't know. It just I would love that future. Honestly, yeah. I would love it but I don't think it's going to happen. And I think that the pie is bigger with Game Pass. So I think it has to be a more of a direct, like how do you convert people away from, if you're playing Halo on Switch and you're buying into the to the Battle Pass, that's awesome, but that's only part of the puzzle. Like yeah. the, the rest of the puzzle is is Game Pass, is 15 bucks a month every single month for the rest of your life. So how do you get people on over yeah. there if you just put Halo on Switch? I don't know. 
I don't know if that out there. does it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, and I, I exactly, I a hundred percent agree with you. Right. Like, like I, when I was given or, or provided game pass, right. And you provide me a, a month there as well, Sean, uh, I was like, yeah, it's great. But I was like, but really what I'm looking forward to is halo. Right. Like yeah. that's the thing. Right. And so when halos drop now, I'm like, uh, it's black Friday. Where do I get some of those sweet game pass deals? Do you know what I mean? Like now I'm, mm-hmm. now I'm looking, that's the hook. Right. And so so my commentary is they've hooked the you know, I'd love to see I'd love to see the subscription models, the numbers. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. After Halo dropped, oh, love to yeah. see how long they stayed on for afterwards. And now that you've hooked them, how are you keeping them? Right. What are the things that you need to continually do to make sure that people don't want to just drop off? Right. Uh, or you're just hoping that they kind of forget and the subscription just kind of continues to roll and they oh, pay for it. it right. That's that's so, the subscription model. That's yeah. why you do recurring payments. I think the one thing that is interesting with Halo that like we're I think people who are in that community are just kind of starting to realize is just how separate entities the single player campaign is with the multiplayer campaign. Like multiplayer is free for everybody. Like you don't even need Game Pass. You don't need Xbox Live. You can just play it. Um, the campaign is a $60 US, $80 here, or comes day day and date on, on Game Pass. So the single-player campaign might be the pull. I might have mm. actually, like, might be closing the loop on my own sort of, like, question here is give people Halo for free on Switch for multiplayer. Let them play it there if it's a cloud version, whatever. That's cool. Um, and then people know if they want to have more Halo and play the single-player, and hopefully that that... Uh, releases to high accolades and critical acclaim and a lot of word of mouth. And then the only way to do that is maybe that is the part that is exclusive to more Microsoft centric platforms like PC and Xbox and things like that. Yeah. No, I agree. That, that kind of makes sense to me. I think, I think that's if, if we ran Xbox, that would, that's what I would do. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Tony, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it just makes I, switch having halo would be awesome. I just don't think, and to the point of Sean saying like halo, multiplayer on switch and bringing you back to xbox for the campaign i'd argue like people are here for the multiplayer right yeah people are here for the multiplayer mm-hmm. uh i know a lot of numbers wise like, yeah. i'm never gonna touch the campaign like i will i want to play through it mm-hmm. but a lot of people won't they're just gonna be like how can i jump in how can i jump in quick and yeah. xbox is making that very easy across lots of places just not the switch <laughs> yeah and that's fair right and, and like i said before i mean i am I am two thirds of, of an Xbox owner now, right? I've got my Game Pass. I've got my controller. And the idea being is I'm exactly what Uncle Phil wants. Do you know what I mean? I am. I am. He's fine with that, right? He's got me. He's 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 pulled me into an ecosystem that that originally was a four hundred dollar, six hundred dollar price tag to enter. But, you know, the barrier to entry is so low. Right. I was talking to, again, Sean Abbott of the Game Pass News, which you can subscribe on your podcast catcher of choice and catch that as well. Um, but I was saying when they released like the Xbox on the go is what, what I'm going to call it. Right. Which is you get the dongle that you put in the side of your TV or your monitor, just like Stadia. You get a controller and you get three months free of Game Pass and it's 100 Canadian. Boom. You have got people right there. Right. And that is so absolutely simple. Right. Because people are like, oh, I need to use a web browser currently. Uh, I don't know about that. Right. Yeah. But if someone can say, oh, it's it's the, the device is the dongle. It's a fire stick, whatever it is. I plug it in there and it goes to my, you know, boom, there it is that people can understand. Right. You can yeah. get that. And I was saying before, you've got to get yourself. You know, I know they're working on getting on on smart TVs. Right. But, you know, how do you get yourself on the Apple 
app store, right? Apple TV app store. How do you get yourself on the, the fire stick, uh, app store? How do you get yourself on all these things where you don't need to think about it? Right. And I think it's so funny because, you know, as we look at the spectrum of gaming, uh, Stadia gets a lot of fire. Do you know what I mean? People do not like Stadia. It's cloud gaming, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you do know what Xbox is doing, right? Like, I think it's more the model than anything and the audacity that I think Google has shown. I think they're that they haven't necessarily taken like that player centric thing and they haven't made it just stupidly um, valuable. Like it's such a no brainer. Game Pass is such a no brainer yeah. and it's only getting better. And you all it definitely reminds me of the early days of Netflix, especially for us Canadians where Netflix back in the day sucked. Mm-hmm. People were like going out of their way to get American Netflix like and but it was so convenient. And so inexpensive that you just sort of like you just kind of did it anyways. And even for somebody like me who held um, a high regard for DVDs and Blu-rays, especially like I had like a great home theater system. I wanted the best quality. I didn't want to stream. And slowly but surely that that opinion that I held so strongly got chipped away by just Netflix is so available. It's so fast. I don't have to get up off my couch to do this thing. It's on every device. Like when I say that. Um, Xbox is following the Netflix path. Like I think some some of the comparisons are obvious, but I'm looking more like the behavior changes mm-hmm. in in people and how you can just like be doing one thing and just I guess I'm playing Xbox now or I guess I'm flipping through Netflix and just kind of like thumbing through which which movie I'm going to watch next. I would argue that maybe there's better movies to be watched elsewhere or that are not available on Netflix, but we choose Netflix anyways because of all of those factors because of the convenience and the affordability and it's good enough mm-hmm. and i actually think that that's kind of the the angle that that xbox is taking here as well that's a great great look at it as well the, and i think the challenge that i think any any competitor is going to have is is xbox has set that bar so high right right has, but they have spent the time to develop that system right they have spent years to vest to where they are now right where now it's really paying its dividends like right now Right now, like mm-hmm. these last couple months, when Forza dropped, right when Halo dropped, right, yeah, I, you know, well, I think we first saw like Crackdown and Sea of Thieves, like day and day, everyone's like, okay, yeah, yeah, but you're not yeah, gonna, okay. yeah, yeah, that's cute, but you're not gonna do it for like this game, this game, right? Mm-hmm. This last sixty days has been been literally where the rubber has hit the road for for Xbox, nice. and people have kind of stood up and said, oh. Sh- Right. Mm-hmm. There is something actually there that maybe we weren't seeing before. Phil's been banging his chest about how many studios we have and all these are X or Game Pass exclusives, Game Pass exclusive, first on Game Pass. Right. And we're all like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. But now, now people are paying attention and it's going to be interesting from a business perspective and what this does to the industry, not in one year, not in two years, but in five years, 10 years from now, what does the video game industry look like? And I believe that Xbox is the one leading and paving that path. And people are trying to like, do, you know, create catch up from the scraps from behind it as well. So catching up on that is awkward, you know, and you kind of see this from like an MCU versus what DC ended up doing, mm-hmm. where like MCU mm-hmm. put in the homework, they put in the years, they put in the movies, they they cultivated their characters and kind of introduced the very early goings. And then like uh, DC found themselves five, six years behind the ball, the eight ball on that. And went like, Oh yeah, us too. Like Superman versus Batman and justice league is like, it's here. It's like, didn't work. And you need to put in the homework. You need to put in the time. You need to bring your audience along. And I think that's what Xbox has done. And that's what Google has not done to a couple of points that Jesse's got in the chat here as well. Mm-hmm. You need to bring people along. You can't just decide that this is the way things are going to be because you're also not going to be, if you don't go along for that ride, 
with your audience, you're not going to be listening to them either. And I think that Xbox has done a great job of that and kind of just little micro adjustments here and there to, to align with what people actually what people want. So you see that awkwardness as well with Nintendo, where they like, you know, Xbox did Xbox Live, PlayStation did their online thing. And then Nintendo's like, oh, we'll get to it eventually. And then they kind of just like do this quick um, catch up. And it doesn't feel the same. It's it doesn't like something isn't quite right. And it's because of that, that, that catch up. You can't rush those things. These are gigantic initiatives, whether it's a online service or, or Nintendo switch online or, or game pass or whatever it is. Like you got to be along for the ride for it. And you can tell the people who put in their homework or, and you can tell the people who copied off the smart kid, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Phil Spencer put in like that, put that note in our heads right away. Like this is a long-term plan. Yeah. This is in beta for, forever you know like we're, we're building this we're laying the tracks as we're you know driving the train and i think the fact that he was so upfront about it and how he's so upfront with a lot of things it really gives people a lot of trust and mm-hmm. and you're like okay well they're working on this this is their long-term plan this is their future plan and it's already working good so yeah i'm back to us reggie there you go we miss reggie right did you guys watch that session with reggie by the way that he he hosted this last I watched week? Some clips no. Of it. Did you? I have, to, awesome. I have to try and find the full thing. But apparently he, he hosted a roundtable essentially with like a bunch of Xbox executives. With Xbox. Yeah. 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 And of course, yeah. he brought up like the Wii during it in the GameCube. So you're like, well done. Well done, <laughs> Reggie. All right, uh, folks, this has been a fantastic chat, man. We are we are running long. Uh, we've got one listener mail question, then we're getting out of here. So let's just jump right into listener mail. <laughs> All right. And our listener mail question comes from Mecha Dragon, who always sends us a great question. And we appreciate nice. his uh, his participation as well. He said it is a Canadian question for you mm-hmm. all today. A quick one, though. Have you all heard of either the suburbs in Canada called Laval or the cartoon Danger Mouse? Suburbs, no. Danger Mouse, yes, of course. And there is an old Danger Mouse cartoon, and there is a pretty recent one, actually, that was on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I wonder if, if, if the suburbs are called Laval in Quebec, um, but out here in Alberta would not be called that. Would be maybe my thoughts there. Sean? My thoughts on that are sort of like that. That question sounded a lot like, "Hey, do you know Joe from Toronto?" Oh, sure, Joe thing. from yeah. Toronto. Ah, sure, he's a good yeah, man. You know, Laval. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a gigantic country. Like our landmass is actually pretty unbelievable. And I know people think that we're simple people, but it's a big it's a big place. Um, but no, I haven't heard of either of them. Actually, don't know Danger Mouse either. Actually, I do know Danger Mouse. That one I've definitely heard of. Uh, Laval, like I said, I don't know. I know Mecca was up in uh, Canada recently. He was over in Quebec, actually. So Very I'm cool. If what, oh, I'm wondering there if that's is. where that question is is coming. That from makes sense. Well. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks, we don't have any voicemail, so we're going to round ourselves out before we get out of here. Uh, community spotlight. Tony, tell us more about you, what you do, podcasts you host, and where everyone can catch all the amazing stuff you do. Oh boy, we uh, do a podcast uh, whenever we choose to. Uh, we're going into season four. It's Quest for Pixels Conversations. Me and my buddy Joel and uh, my buddy Sheldon, and uh, we do lots of streaming. We do some YouTube stuff, and and basically it kind of works with my seasons of work. And uh, I work a lot in the summer, and I don't work in the winter, so it, it's going to be all kicking off kind of in the next week here with some regular streaming and more regular podcasts again. And I can't wait to do it again. I've just been like itching and planning and, and writing notes and everything. So I, I, I'm really excited for season four. 
You can find us at Quest for Pixels Gaming on YouTube, Quest for Pixels Gaming on Twitch as well. And uh, you can find me at TonyBaker87 on all the game systems and on Twitter is where I spend most of my time talking about games. Awesome. Well, th- Tony, you know, this is the first, you know, we've, we've crossed paths in, in the internet world before, but we've yeah. never had an opportunity to connect. And this has been absolutely a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you so much. Uh, and I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Next time we got to go for pints. Yeah, absolutely. Next Next time I'm up in the, I'm a fan of pints. I'm a very big fan of pints. Next (laughs) time I'm up in the Edmonton area, we'll have to get all of us together. Uh, I'm Mr. Sean Kipper, your frequent guest on our show, but please tell everyone what you do, where you are and uh, why they should care. Thanks, man. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I love being on the show. A lot of long history with us uh, here, my friend. Um, Yeah, I do a couple of podcasts people could check out. Um, The Nintendo Drive is a podcast I record in my car. I go to McDonald's, grab a coffee and talk Nintendo with my good friend Console Cato. And um, I also do an Xbox show, uh, the Xbox Drive, which I do the same thing, but talk about Xbox on that one. Um, Justin and Tony, you guys have both been guests on uh, my sort of interview one on one sweet hang show called We the Gamer Cast. And that's where I have sweet hangs with strangers from the Internet. And honestly, that's probably a huge reason why I'm here right now. So if I could direct people into maybe three places, we the GamerCast, the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. And people can the best way to, to follow along is on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. That is fantastic. Excellent. Thank you very much, Sean. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. All right. Uh, and we are just going to get ready to start heading out here. Bear with me one second here. I hit the wrong button. All right. Uh, and it's funny because my phone just died that had our notes on it. So I'm going to try and remember the notes off of the top of my head. Here we go. Is it working? All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Nintendo Dads, this all-Canadian takeover episode. Big thanks to Tony Baker and, of course, Sean Capri for being my fantastic guests. We greatly, greatly appreciate them. Of course, go like, subscribe, and tune into all of their content as well. You will not be disappointed, I promise you. Big thanks to our amazing Patreon producers. Uh, you know who you are. You're amazing. We love you. Big thank you to that and continue your support. If you're looking for information on Nintendo Dads, head over to nintendodads.org where you can find all of our social media, including Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. And hey, if you're there, if you could like, click, subscribe, subscribe, all that BS garbage that I'm supposed to tell you to do, please try and go do that. We greatly appreciate it. Hey, and if you're listening to us on a podcast catcher, why don't you go give us a three, four, five star review? Anything below, you know, let's be honest, anything below five stars, go over to the Mega Dads. Give them that. I don't want that kind of negativity in my in my show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big thanks to OC Remix and all of the content that you're hearing throughout the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. If you're interested in more information about Nintendo Dads, again, nintendodads.org. And big thanks to our continued sponsorships at Manscaped and Gooder. And again, use those kit codes NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, to get 20% off at Manscaped and 15% off at Gooder. For myself, for Sean Capri, and for Tony Baker, be well, take care of each other, and keep your stick on the ice, eh? Bye bye. Yeah, good one. Maple syrup mooses.